0: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Genesis Gems, episode seventy-five. Where we're going to be covering a couple games here. Got a couple special guests as well. But anyways, I am Nick Stevens, and with me this time is Aaron. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey Aaron. And we got a couple special guests with us. You all care to introduce yourselves?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm Dave from Namo Gameo, and I'm Josh
0: from Namo Gameo. Awesome. So listeners, if you guys have been following the Facebook page at all, uh, we've been. Um, trying to get the schedule for a while big apologies from from my side especially I, I think I rescheduled it like 16 times but uh, <laughs> the, these gentlemen uh, are, are, are the developers creators of the game basketball classics which is on steam and um, really cool game we're gonna get into that later but really wanted to get them on the show really appreciate you guys uh, taking time and uh, sitting with us so we're, we're pretty pumped about getting into that so uh, thank you all so much for that yeah thanks
2: for having us yeah we appreciate
0: it cool so real quick we'll go through our uh, our little uh, standard uh, operating procedure here. Uh, if you all like to connect with us, if this is your first time listening to Genesis Gems, we are on the web at GenesisGemspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Genesis Podcast. Join our group on Facebook where most of our interaction happens. Uh, it's at facebook.com slash group slash Genesis Gems. You can shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Jen Gems, We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, many other podcast services out there. And we are part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. And again, listeners, for those of you who do not know this and who have not already uh, donated, we are on Patreon. Uh, $1 a month will get you a special episode each month. Uh, Aaron and I, or special guests, will cover something a little different, usually Sega-related, not always Genesis, but uh, we'll cover Sega CD, Saturn. Uh, I know we... What we do last time, Aaron? Shenmue, I think we did. On, on the
3: yeah, we did Shenmue. Uh, I'm wondering if we should do some Master System at some point. I know we have a Master System podcast on the network, but it would be good to get our own perspectives yeah. every now and then.
0: Yeah, I just downloaded the Fancy Star on the Switch, so that might be a good one to do. But nice. uh, that a good one, yeah. Big thanks to the current patrons out there. Uh, big thanks to Chris Vanderhoff, to James Walter, Joseph Garris, Jared Adams, Kaylee Geek Geekvolution, Timothy McGowan, Tyler J, Laurent uh Michael Hayes, Chris Fox, Otter Gregerson, Jim Jones, Jim Brandon Petty, Chad Clark, Rob, Martin Cook, Andrew Coed, Stephen Godditch, Jonathan Hitterson, Gabe Van Gilder, Ian McGarry, Classic Gaming Quarterly, cutta Bastian nocera Barnaby Jones, Jason Wilson, Bradley Smith, Retro Blist, Andy Layton, Joshua Witt, Landon Long, Mighty Matt D, and Michael. Thank you each for being a Jim and being a patron. So thank you so much for that. Um, Guys, with that, we're not going to do the um, usual Sega snippets because we're going to be going right into a different segment. But uh, real quick, we do have a Ask Aaron question we want to cover, so let's hit that awesome intro music and let's ask Aaron a question.
2: Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions, it's okay. He will answer them if he wants
3: Literally one question. <laughs> uh, and this is because it was kind of impromptu. We had one of our listeners pop in the group and just ask the question, which was Rodney Clark had asked, what is the difference between developing a game, producing a game, and releasing a game? And I think it's great that we have <laughs> two any <laughs> two, uh, developers on, you know, from Nemo Gameo. Um, they can probably talk about this better than I can. I've only been... Part of the music creation on a few games, um, which was the development side. But the thing is, with indie games, the developer, the person actually coding, and you know the team who's coding the game and doing the art and the music, uh, they're usually the developer. But a lot of times in indie gaming, they're also the one producing the game because. You know, it's it's them putting up the money to do the um, the promotion and to contact people like Valve or GOG or whoever they're working with to get their game out on the surface on 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 that service. So that can be one and the same. The producer can also be like uh, you know there there were times where you had companies like Konami or Capcom where you'd see this name and they would be like the publisher. Like we just talked about zombies ate my neighbors on, on this podcast and Konami people saw that and like, Oh, Konami made this game. But no, they they were actually the ones who who put up the money and already had uh, the huge relationship with, with Sega. Uh, So they were able to, or Sega and, and Nintendo. So they were able to produce the cartridges and it was actually LucasArts who developed the game, so that can kind of uh be be split depending on who you have a relationship with and I know you guys on on our show uh from Nemo Gameo probably have your own unique perspective as well on this uh
2: yeah, I mean, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head there like uh, yeah, i mean when it, when it comes to indie death, like it, it's it's all pretty much uh. You know, we all share in the, the tasks, of, you know, I put on my developer hat today and my producer hat tonight. And, uh, and so, yeah, but uh, I think that's a pretty good summary.
1: Yeah. What was the question? Did, did they say, remind me what the question was again? Okay, so
3: the, the question, they were just, they, they wanted to know because this is, there's a lot of confusion um, sometimes between, You know, when you see a game and you see there's a label on it that says who made it, a lot of times it's the publisher. And the developer isn't, you know, clearly put on the box. So the question was, what's the difference between developing a game, producing it, and releasing it? Oh, okay. And I think it's really just the different it's if it's if you're indie, then a lot of times you're the one actually publishing it. (laughs) But if it's like a triple A title then you're contacting a publisher to get get it a wide release.
1: Yeah, and I I will add one thing to it that um, the roles, just like a lot of different types of media, have the roles have changed quite a bit as as time has, you know, as it's more available for people to download games. You know, back back like if you wanted to make a Nintendo game, or I shouldn't have said that. If you wanted to make a Sega <laughs> Genesis game, then you, know, like you, you would have had to have a, a publisher to just to go through the actual uh, cost of the dev producing it. Yeah, exactly.
3: Like so. ten thousand uh, dollars, <laughs> you know, back in nineteen ninety-one money. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So I think it was it was a
1: lot harder back then to. Uh, for indie indie people to just
2: create their game. hmm But now there are still some publishers um, that will that focus on indie titles, like Devolver is probably one of the one of the bigger ones. Um, got some like versus evil and Curve and some of these uh, smaller publishers sure. that that put out indie games and and they still have you know they still play an important role in in helping these smaller indies reach a larger audience.
3: Yeah, and they have uh, a lot of cachet uh, at at different events, you know. So they, when yeah. when you have like a Devolver booth, it's a big deal. Or you know, if you're part of that, it's it's a it's a good name brand to have. I mean, a lot of people know Hotline Miami, and that released through Devolver. So there's there's a lot to be said for that platform.
2: Yeah. So not a, not all indies are self published these days, but but most, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't know where this would fit in that conversation but i've, I've really been applauding what uh, limited run games does with some of these uh, uh physical releases for some indie games that are download only i think that's really neat like i like celeste is on there now getting ready to release for the switch Yeah, you know, they're working with nintendo and the and the uh, publisher i guess to release some physical media as well so i think that's a real cool medium that's that's happening in the scene right now right
1: yeah i i totally agree and i I've wondered, like, what is their what is their role? Like, are they a
3: publisher? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're a publisher. Yeah, <laughs> they, they occupy that weird space where it feels like they're kind of like a facilitator. So they're facility, facilitator. facilitating the physical good, right? Where yeah. they're not necessarily... If, if they were a publisher, then they would actually be putting up money for the game. But I think what they're doing is striking a deal with the publisher or with... The developer, if they're one and the same, and then they're saying, "Okay, here's the amount, you know, the agreed upon amount <laughs> amount that uh, we'll pay you uh, when we the the cut you take and the cut we take from the the cell, the physical product." Hmm.
0: Yeah, right. And what's really crazy, I saw some of their games at Best Buy recently. That kind of sparked an interest. I never went and researched how that relationship happens, but. Oh, very interesting. That, that game Golf Story, for instance, I love that game. And I saw it yeah. on the shelves at Best, Best Buy the other day. Really cool. That's pretty cool. See, I, I wonder
1: if they're, if they're going to... Um, because it, the collector side of that, that whole um, deal there, it seems like that's what makes Limited Run successful. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, collectors. And so if you've seen it at Best Buy, I don't know if if they... If that erodes their, you know, the...
3: I think it's such a slim margin or it's such a small percentage of their bottom line (laughs) that it can't be that big of a deal. Yeah.
0: I just wonder, because they sell out of those so fast on the website. Oh, they do. Maybe they ordered extra and said, well, we'll just send the rest uh, to Best Buy.
3: (laughs) Well, like, I, um, I have music in one PS4 game. I have a song in this game called Metronomicon. And it was released through limited run. Otherwise, you had to, you know, you had to get it through one of the digital platforms. And (laughs) I had the same problem getting the physical product, which was like I had to, like, be there right when they said, okay, it's go time, and it (laughs) sold out so quickly. And then, uh, you know, you go back, and people are like, can I still get it? Like, no, unless (laughs) sometimes they'll go back and, and do, like, a a limited re-release or something. Well, Or they'll release another 100 copies or 50 copies, whatever. Uh, I think they kind of adjust for, they have to do some sort of budgeting for how many they think a a game, how many units will sell. Oh,
0: cool. Well, that's a good question,
3: right? (laughs) (laughs) That was a good, it it worked perfectly for this episode.
0: All right, guys, well, Again, this is going to be like a two part episode. We're going to cover the basketball classics and we're also going to go into Tecmo uh, NBA basketball for the Genesis. But first, let's talk about basketball classics. I was introduced to this game, uh, sadly enough, through the two dudes. I don't like to admit that, but they did. Uh, I, I I heard you gentlemen on that show, and I thought, man, I love retro uh, sport video games. I gotta check this game out. So I went and downloaded it, and I uh, fell in love with this game. I can tell you that right now. My uh, I, I looked at my Steam, and and I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Part of this is probably where we left Steam on, but my between myself and my two kids, we've logged 30 some hours into this game already. So uh, Oops. Oops. yeah <laughs> that's what my steam account said this morning but i think one day we did leave it on uh, left and came back so <laughs> but uh i've uh, played through the story mode and my uh, my youngest son who's six um, loves to pick the blue team which ends up being the golden state warriors from like 2017 and uh he just loves to play this game it's uh, very accessible for kids when pulling the difficulty down and then it gives me a ton of challenge because i still have not beat the story mode yet but uh, we'll get into that a little bit but uh um and i'm not sure how you guys want to do this just completely uh interrupt me if i ask any questions you're not allowed to answer and we can edit it out but uh just kind of wanted to get a little uh there's a few questions here we actually have some listener questions too but uh, you're currently on uh version 0.7.3 is that correct
2: that sounds right
0: (laughs) i did some research (laughs) yeah so um Oh, one of the things I wanted to ask, um, you know, with this being a retro sports game, what, what actually inspired you all to make a retro sports game? Because you don't see it much. I mentioned Golf Story early on. It had some, uh, you know, it probably had some inspiration from the old NES Open and uh, the Game Boy golf games. But what, what inspired you all to make a basketball retro game?
1: You ready to start? All right. Um, to me, the... the uh, the, the inspiration for this game starts with Tecmo Super Bowl. And yeah. um, Tecmo Super Bowl is just... I hate to say this because it's <laughs> it on the Nintendo Entertainment That's System. Right. <laughs> but I really think it's its probably my favorite game just across the board. Sport, any genre, it's just my favorite game. And i I just love that it's so deep and i still play it today and it's i just thought why why is this kind of this game that doesn't seem to fit in the either the arcade realm or the simulation area of of sports games you know like it's riding this this line between the two and i just felt like it it just doesn't exist you know that that whole um, space is completely not used in in uh, games these days. And so, to me, that was that was the inspiration. But uh, to be honest with you, Josh is the one who who started this. So he he should <laughs> he should answer exactly why we started making it.
2: Well, for me, I just uh, just like Dave, grew up playing Tecmo Super Bowl, loved it, um, but. I preferred basketball to football, and I, I just used to think all the time it would be so awesome if there was a game like Tecmo Super Bowl that was basketball, um, and I, I watched and waited for a game like that to come out, and it just never did, and, and the, the industry just kind of moved on from that, um, it, but it had been in the back of my head for 25 years, um, and then I met Dave and here he was a pixel artist and one one day he asked me he's like uh, have you ever played this old game called Tecmo Super Bowl I'm having a tournament tomorrow oh. you want to come and and so I went and of course I swept the whole tournament destroyed everyone. <laughs> no, <you didn't. laughs>
0: it's like a no, no Bo Jackson rule he <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah. Little, little did he know who he was bringing in. <laughs> oh,
1: he, he came in real cocky. That's, he
3: and, and it's and it's no problem to mention Tecmo Super Bowl or Nintendo. Like Nick and I will be the first to admit that we grew up with the NES too. Yeah, we did. Uh, we, you know, it's one of our most loved systems. So there's no, we we just make fun of two dudes in a nest. Not so much the NES. Uh,
1: <laughs> just the two dudes but, part of. Know,
3: it. And, yeah, and, and, and Tecmo Super Bowl, I did make it to the Sega Genesis, though I admit yes. I played the NES version a lot more, <laughs> even though I had both. Yeah. Uh, cool. yeah, yeah, so I, I can I can definitely relate to that. And I think I've also always been a, pe- a bigger fan of basketball in general. I think yeah. just because it's easier for me to follow the individual players mm-hmm. and get accustomed to their different play styles. Whereas when I'm watching football... It's kind of a big blur to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I see you know, all, all these guys wearing the same looking gear and uh, you know, I I basically know the different positions. I played football in, in junior high, but I don't know. I, I just feel like basketball feels a little more individual.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I I think so. But it's still a team game. I mean it's
3: Oh yeah. Yeah, it's still a team game, but I think maybe it's uh it's basketball have less players i can't remember <laughs> oh yeah yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah your uh your allowed roster is much smaller than a football team <laughs> yeah for sure um it, you guys mentioned the uh, NES um did, were there any game? I know y'all covered double dribble on the Two Dudes podcast, and I was kind of thinking back of all the NES basketball games I tried out. You know, Arch Rivals, I think there's a street ball game called Hoops my cousin and I played when we were kids, and we tried to like it. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I
3: don't know if it y'all remember that or not. Magic Johnson's Fast Break. Yeah, right? my
0: Magic Johnson's Fast Break. That was pretty terrible. Uh, <laughs> there, just, there just wasn't a lot of good basketball games, and you're right. I, I tried and I so had hard. The,
3: I had the Tecmo. NBA basketball game on NES, and it's fairly similar to the the one we're going to be talking about, yeah, except yeah. that the screen flickers like a madman.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that phrase. We tried to like it. We really tried. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that happened with too many games, especially basketball games. We we, we really tried to like the Tecmo, Tecmo NBA game on the NES. Um, yeah. <laughs>
3: I mean, the stats were there. You're like, you're so excited because you're like, oh, it's the players, it's the stats, right? Yeah, on it's that on paper, it's good,
1: right? Yeah. Um, But to your point, I will I will say this, Nick. I I listened to enough Genesis Gems podcast to know that you are in love with Live ninety five.
0: Oh yeah, I am. Right. Nice. (laughs) Yes, I am. And uh, I personally hate to say this. Oh, I kind of they're... broke off. Like,
1: I didn't like Live 95 as much. But, we do have somebody here that did.
2: <laughs> big fan. Big fan here.
0: Oh, right. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. I can't remember if I told that story, but i never forget. I had that game when I had Chicken Pox as a kid. And I played it. Yes. Okay, yeah, you remember that? Yeah, yeah I remember that. Every, yeah. time, every time I look at that game, I think of Chicken Pox. But. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, Nick. It's all about... Dick fatalities, awesome baby, solid ah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: with the 3D court, it moves like molasses.
0: It oh, was a, it was so cool too because my, my I hadn't seen my brother in a couple years and he came in uh, uh, for Christmas and we were going through all my Genesis games and he saw NBA Live I was like, "Yeah, we gotta play this." And we popped it in and played it. <laughs> I think we played that at the hotel. We, we did, yeah. We played yeah. at the hotel at our. Uh, I
3: brought my PS, my Comic-Con. I had my hacked PS3 in, in a retro arc, <laughs> and and retro arcade. I had this, I had NBA Live '95. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's a good
0: game. It's a good game, but I I think I stopped playing.
1: Um, playing with, with Live '95. That's kind of when I broke up. I was doing uh, the hockey games and um, FIFA. I played those a ton on on the Genesis. But mm. I didn't ever even have 595 on the Genesis.
3: Did you have any of the earlier uh, EA ones? Because I grew up with like Lakers, Bulls <laughs> versus uh, Blazers, oh. Advisors, Lakers versus Celtics, NBA action, um, even especially the first two, even before like NBA Jam came out. Like those are the ones I played a lot of.
1: Do you remember? Did you buy them or did your parents buy those for you? Like, uh, so my are... older siblings,
3: like my older, I would say my older brothers, um, they would yeah. either rent them or buy them because I remember we had we had those and we had uh, NHL yeah but yeah I just remember them being kind of slow <laughs> yeah. like you, you had cool uh, I don't know there were cool things in each
0: yeah. um, I appreciated like the, uh, you didn't
3: per- get all the you didn't get to play as all the teams you only got to the play with teams that made it to the playoffs yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I appreciated like the uh... Signature moves. So that was kind of interesting. But uh, yeah. yeah. Very unplayable to this day. I tried popping one in. Popping one in. Not too long ago. Not... I played. I tried to play every basketball game before this show. Just like <laughs> as a frame
3: of reference. I gave like every one of them about five minutes of play time at least. <laughs> depending on what I played. So like I went. I swear to you guys. I played the EA ones up until like 95. I even played, uh, you know, the college basketball ones. I played... Um, yeah. I even played the double dribble game on Sega Genesis because I was like, "Oh, I like oh. the NES and the arcade one, and that one's a lot different."
1: Yeah. D- Are you serious, Kate? Here's the thing: I don't <laughs> want to spring this on you, yeah. but I wanted to try a game to see if you could list how many basketball get- titles on the Genesis you could list in 30 seconds. Oh. <laughs> wow! You, you, you ready for that, Aaron? You, you think you're up for it? <laughs>
3: Uh, I, I guess I don't I don't want to cheat or anything I'm not I'm not I'm actually playing your game right now so I guess I can't cheat <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling oh. a
0: nick that's what I call it <laughs> play it while you record record you Right. right I'd rather t- play the other game
3: play play the better game of what recovery today
1: <laughs> there you
3: go <laughs> but I consider it the better game okay yeah yeah let's go for it
1: you want to try sure let, let, let's see Okay, I'm gonna start the timer. We've got thirty okay. seconds. On uh, okay. Get, get on your mark, get set,
3: go. Uh, David Robinson, Supreme Court, uh, Dick Vitale, he, uh, Awesome Baby. Uh, you also had Lakers versus Celtics. You had Bulls versus Blazers. NBA action, NBA live 95 through 90. Seven, I want to say, ninety-five, ninety-six, ninety-seven, NBA Jam and NBA Jam Turbo Edition, NBA Hang Time, and uh, I I know Super Famicom has a lot of like Japanese basketball games, but I can't think of (laughs) Mega Drive.
1: That was good. That was really good.
3: (laughs) I think I missed Double Dribble on there, but I know I mentioned that earlier.
1: Yeah, maybe we should give you a full minute. Let's have Nick do it.
0: Oh, gosh. <laughs> do I get to do duplicates?
3: <laughs> no, it has to be you, 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 everything I did mention. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I don't remember. I think college was College Slam on the Sega Genesis? Hey, don't,
1: know, don't, the give, the any, don't give anything away. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
3: no, okay.
0: And go. All right, Uh, NBA Showdown '94, Tecmo Super NBA Basketball, Jam It, NBA Jam, NBA Jam T E. Oh gosh, NBA Live '94 to '97, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Double Dribble Tournament Edition or something like that. Oh gosh, NBA Live or NBA Action '94. I think there was a '95. Uh, Pat Riley's Basketball. (laughs) No. Blank. I want to get Bill Lambier, but that's Super Nintendo. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, that didn't even come out for the chances.
0: I don't think so.
3: Check Sha- Sha- food. Check food.
0: Check food. Check <laughs> food. <laughs> out.
3: that's a technical. You're out. Okay,
0: 30 seconds up. Uh, it is. I was giving you a full I, minute. You, oh. So you got
3: <laughs> Barkley <laughs> Shut Up and Jam, which I forgot to oh. do. Oh. Barkley
0: Shut Up and Jam. Yeah, yeah, of, there were two of those. Yeah, yeah two, two of them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, there were a ton. There were a ton. That's for sure. I couldn't believe that list. I
3: I don't think we missed any that I can think of, unless we missed one of the more obscure
2: ones.
1: Um. Yeah, I'd have to. No, we definitely missed some.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, well, we didn't even mention the one that like we're talking about today, which is techno NBA basketball, super Tecmo NBA basketball.
0: That's true. Yep. No, I got that one. I said.
3: It. Oh, <laughs> Coach, K? Coach K, college basketball.
0: Yeah. Our tri- yes. Arch
3: tr- tr- rivals. Yeah, arch rivals. I say, yeah, arch rivals. Uh, Co- Coach Driftful. K has a really cool soundtrack. Unfortunately, I couldn't figure out how to start the stupid game. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I'm going through the options. I'm like, where's the the, how do I I picked my team How do I start the game <laughs> could start that the does. game I sat there for five minutes Like what That's Do I detail. really have to
1: do There were also Two of the Bulls versus Series Bulls versus Blazers And Bulls versus Lakers Oh Lakers Not Yeah. In the NBA playoffs
0: yeah. I remember going to, into uh, NBA showdown 94 Which was like The full roster And then teams
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan versus Bird. Ooh. As yes. well. and, oh, NBA All-Stars. NBA
3: All-Stars. Oh, and
0: the uh, Olympic game, the Dream Team game. The Dream Team Yes. Oh, I forgot Which about is that. the same <laughs> is that. NBA Live, right? Yeah, that was pretty much the Bulls versus Blazers type game. It sucked, too. But...
3: Oh, you're right, yeah. <laughs> I used
0: it was exciting to see all those players on the same team. But...
1: No. Yeah, well, NCAA Final Four basketball. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if they're making college games anymore. Nah. I think the NCAA shut
0: it down. But, yeah, I think that's it. That was fun. <laughs> I didn't think you guys were on the game for us.
3: <laughs> well, that makes me wonder, like, how many retro basketball games did you guys research to get the feel of this game right?
2: Oh, good question. Oh, a ton. A ton. I mean, we must have played... How many would you guess? Um...
1: I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> because we went across a lot of systems. We went as early as, like, the Atari. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. we, into, we even played,
2: like, the newer 2K stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Live. Yeah, as we were researching, you know, we were just... We had kind of spec'd out, like, what we wanted to do. And then we went looking through these games, just like, okay, did anyone do this? And we just kind of missed it. Yeah. And we're like, no, this game did not get made. So, <laughs> 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 the game was <laughs> on never got made. Um, it, and so, yeah, I mean, that, that was fun. I mean, we must have played dozens of, of games, in addition to watching uh, all sorts of uh, gameplay on YouTube and stuff.
3: What's uh, what's interesting is I, I think uh, just looking at the game and the the players, they do have sort of a, a, an early uh, Atari yeah. feel to them uh, with their blockiness, but they're they're more defined than in a, a typical Atari game. Um, but it reminds me of Atari and in television and Commodore sixty four, of course, more so in the music because it is Sid chip music. Uh, right yeah so i i definitely pick up on that and, and like those uh, sports games that it, it reminds me a lot of like the sports games that epics would make uh on that platform
1: epics i don't even think okay. i know
3: that yeah so so epics well, they were like the king of uh, but i i would say before ea around the same time ea was making them in the 80s um they would make a like a sports game for everything (laughs) so they were they were the ones who would make like the the winter sports and the california games uh but then they also made a few basketball games um and they made like a street basketball game on the calm war 64 but i would say more so i would say more so in the music the 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 music reminds me more of that style
1: Hmm. um well, Josh made all the music, so I know that Aaron, you you um, are really good at at uh, chip 2 music. By oh. the way, I listened to your like your uh, Andrew WK. Uh, oh, yeah.
0: oh, that's awesome! Yeah,
1: I, I love that so much. That was like the coolest, coolest uh, what do you remake or whatever? Yeah, yeah. cover. Yeah, that's cover. Awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, you but you do great stuff. But Josh Josh did all the music. So and he's Yeah, a, it was
3: I really like it. I dig the stuff in this I game do. and and I've heard a ton of music in indie games and a lot of times where the music just falls flat on its face and does not fit the game or the game looks great and then I hear the music in the trailer and it turns me off right away and I, I never want to play the game. Like <laughs> I'm done. If you guys couldn't get the music right I, I don't know what you're doing but for this game i i think i think josh nailed it and yeah. it has that triumphant feel to it
0: yeah and, uh, e- even from the opening title screen like when when your all's logo comes up that just that sound effect i'm like yeah this is gonna be awesome i mean absolutely <laughs> well, and the music great. in this game is much better to me than Techbo and yeah, basketball
3: i'll be <laughs> honest <laughs> i'll be completely honest like i love the music in in uh in Tecmo's Super Bowl. Uh, that stuff was great, but whoever they got to compose NBA <laughs> basketball was not up to snuff, in my opinion. No. Uh, it, it changes. They...
2: It never changes. It it's doesn't. Like it's 15 just... seconds on loop. It's and, on loop. Isn't there like a key change? Not even a great...
0: Isn't there like a key change at the last minute of the quarter? <laughs> <laughs> something something <laughs> weird happens it's like
3: that. it a catchy piece of music. It's <laughs> no. just like... It's annoying. This kind of flat, boring, um, blues. It's almost like in music for a basketball game. Like they, they, they watched one basketball game and they're like, I can do that. Da, da, but the da, da, is da. like basketball music for video games. It's kind of an abstract concept anyways, because later on it was replaced with more of okay, we're just going to replicate like the organ music and the sounds. And so it became more about that. Whereas early on, or if you are like trying to replicate what came before, you're trying to make it more about the feel, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And, and Josh, I think that's what you're trying to go for is, is the feel of being there or like the, it's more of an abstract concept of, of just, uh, being in the moment and, kind of triumphant sounding music
2: yeah so it was one thing that we had discussed a lot I mean all the basketball games you know after 92 kind of went like a hip hop sort of a route or like funk uh, white, white funk <laughs> white funk yeah um you know, is that we discuss like what style of music do we want to go with, and then also just like all the sound effects. Like, do we want to try and replicate the whole court thing, the the basketball slamming on the ground, every dribble, and and the the sneakers squeaking and the whistles blowing. Uh, but you know, we just kind of settled on like let's just kind of take more of a techmo approach, where like the music just kind of drives the gameplay with with some uh, sound effects here and there to kind of complete it and and you know we, we we saw some some interesting things that we could do with um changing the music with each quarter where as the game develops then the music becomes uh more and more intense uh until you get you know to the fourth quarter and and uh, yeah, I mean, opportunities to to switch the music up uh, with a turnover, for instance, you know, things like that that Tecmo Super Bowl did that we really liked um, that that keep the keep the music feeling fresh instead of yeah, it's dynamic going yeah. Yeah, trying to stay away from a short loop that's just the same, you know, because it makes the game feel like so static from beginning to
3: end. And what was the choice of making, of using the SID chip? Because that's a very iconic chip to go for.
2: It is. I mean, I, I really like it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's there's cool tools for, for working with it and...
3: Uh, what did you use actually? I guess that's my follow up to that.
2: Um, two of them. I used uh, Goat Tracker and um, Sid Tracker 64 on the iPad.
3: Oh, nice. Yeah, Goat Tracker is definitely hard to use at first.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it's cool though. That, that was what I it's... started with. And I... Yeah, that's
3: a really good one to use. Uh, and, and Sid Tracker 64, I know that's one on the iPad, and I have a friend who uses that one. I know that's a. Bit easier to get a hang of just because of the nature of using a, a touch controls.
2: Yeah, awesome. I, I I wrote most of the music while I was on the exercise bike. <laughs> I was like, how, how am I going to find the time to write all this music in between like coding all day and all night and and found that uh, app. That, you know, ninety minutes a day where I could just sit and just think about musical themes and—that's
0: and <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Was and there, you, sorry, go ahead. Oh, was there any uh, thought to like your uh, your BPM when you when you wrote that? Because I I noticed, and maybe I'm going crazy, but when I would when I would play the game, when I'd run back on defense, I noticed the the pixel the head of the characters were kind of bobbing. And I'm like, is he kind of headbanging to the song there? Is that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, it's funny, I mean, Aaron could probably, you know, speak to this uh, just as well as I could, but, um, you know, most music all ends up like around a pretty similar BPM range and it it kind of uh, ties in with people's heart rate as well. and, And I don't know. For, for whatever reason you know and I mean it ties up in, it, in the same way that we divide seconds up you know into 60s and yeah. 60 uh, 120 Bpm and, um, and so yeah I don't know I mean it's kind of by chance but there's also just something familiar and, and comfortable about something that's just kind of right around that that rhythm something human about it yeah cool
3: And I guess, uh, what was another question I was going to ask? What's your, as far as the music goes, what's your musical background, would you say? Had you made music like this before?
2: Um, no, i had never done anything with chiptune. Um, I mean, I grew up playing in bands, um, just like rock bands. Um, and then I, I went to school, got a degree in music composition, a bachelor's degree, um, and so, yeah, I mean, I've just kind of been around music my whole life, but I've never done anything with chip tune specifically. But with the composition, you write
1: with multiple instruments, right? I mean, it's like a... Right. Mhm. And it's the same type of thing with, with the chiptune, it seemed like to me. There's, you have mm-hmm. different instruments that you mm-hmm. can use.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And it was also, you know, a, a challenge limiting yourself to four channels and... Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, a, a lot of restrictions, but a lot of creative freedom there as well. It was, it was a lot of fun for me. It was a really fun project, just from the musical side of it, in addition to all the programming.
3: Yeah, and you think of, uh, if you were to release a game like this back in the 80s, or something like that, I, I don't think that they, unless it was the arcade, that they could have done programming quite as nice as this. But I think the music, you know, with with like the SID chip, they they definitely could have pulled this off. And uh, I think, you know, this would have been a perfect fit. I think the only difference is like with a lot of Commodore 64 games, the way they would do this is they would just go, okay, we're just going to write one song. It's going to go before the game starts and that's it because you only had three channels, right? You had three channels that you could assign a square wave, a sawtooth, noise, or triangle. Uh, and you only had these three channels. So it's like if you had music going on during the game, it was like, okay, well, you can either have music or you can have sound effects. So often the games would just give you the option up front. And say, do you want music or sound effects?
2: Yeah.
3: And the few that would give you both what they would do is they would make the poor composer <laughs> make the music with only two channels
2: right and Wait, then well.
3: save the third channel for sound effects and the <laughs> same thing prevailed for four channel amiga music also where they were like okay well you're only going to write two or three channel uh amiga music and then we'll just save the rest for like our you know like one crazy vocal sample And that happened with uh, Wolf Child and and a bunch of other games, too. So it's those limitations are are really interesting. And and I imagine there were also limitations that you guys forced on yourself to get the retro aesthetic that you wanted in the graphics as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I totally wanted to do that. I I wanted to make it feel like... uh, a retro game that could actually be on the system, and I don't remember if I heard Brad Smith if if he was on your Patreon list. I feel like a he has been. Is he Nick? Do you know
0: Brad Smith? I'm 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 looking it up again. I closed my window out. <laughs> I think I, 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 I only
1: bring that up just because there's well, a Brad
0: Bradley Smith. I think is what it was. Let me look again.
1: Oh, okay. Well, anyway, the the two dudes had had a a guy on. That,
0: uh, oh, Brad Smith, the rain, uh, rain that, warrior, I think it was yeah. Brad rain? Bradley Smith is one of our patrons.
1: Li- he did lizard. He made the the lizard game. Like he made yeah.
0: The- oh yeah yeah okay okay. I don't
1: know if it's the same one. Anyway.
0: Yeah, I, I I know that guy. Yep. Oh, by the way, we have more patrons and more money a month than two dudes. So I just want to shout that mm-hmm. out. Now that I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
3: So there are already two dudes and an S listeners, come our way. I'm sure they have or more, li- have sure they have more the listeners. Suits.
0: They have more listeners than we do, but apparently we have more patrons. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so you were talking about Brad
1: Space. Yeah, I was about just because he had made this game that is an actual Nintendo game. And we had we had wanted we wanted to make something that would be like that authentic. Yeah. But we ended up just being like, it should feel like it's a retro game, but not actually be. A it, retro-
3: that kind fit. of it, it. makes me think of Retro City Rampage, which started yeah. as an NES game, but then he was like, you know what? He had the same philosophy where it was like I could make this feel like an NES game, almost like NES Plus, where there are some things that maybe couldn't be do- done on the NES. But they're features that I think should be in this game, and it still feels retro. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, right. And we were like, like with our game, we're like, should we do two-button gameplay, or should we do three? Should it be an NES game or a Genesis game? Mm
4: -hmm.
1: And we ended up saying, let's make it a Genesis game. That's why there's three-button gameplay. Nice. But like that kind of thing, um, that truly was a discussion we had. Like, should should we try to make it a two-button game? you know, we wanted to have as few buttons as possible. We didn't want to use, you know, back triggers and, and all this <laughs> stuff. So that, that was one area that was really important for us. But uh, graphically, yeah, like I, I kept the proportions
3: the same as Tecmo Super Bowl because that felt so right to me. And I can feel that. Yeah, I, I think these proportions work better... To Tecmo Super Bowl and, and maybe a little bit of double dribble with with how big the court feels, um, than Tecmo basketball, Tecmo NBA basketball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was one thing that kept driving us crazy in
2: our research, playing all these games uh, where like the height of a player like they'll fill half of the screen
0: Yeah, and of course a lot of that's because the camera you know it's
2: supposed to be like the camera's lower down to the court but but it doesn't give you any room to work with um, as far as like setting up strategy and using plays which was one of like from day one that was a, a crucial uh, thing that we wanted to try and get right with this game was make plays usable and fun and effective, and so we knew that we would need uh, the kind of the smaller player proportions just to allow the uh, allow players to uh, you know work work the court. Yeah, yeah,
0: and, and you're all's play system, I, I know two dudes didn't like it, but I did. Um, <laughs> whenever you go back and play some of these retro basketball games, it feels like just a complete continuous fast break. Uh, you play Tecmo Super NBA basketball. You basically just pass, 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 get to the rim and shoot. And I always felt that way playing old basketball games. There's no strategy. It's just let's see who can get down the court fast and score a point real quick. Go back. Mm. And then also when you're running out of time in your game it's really nice to do one of those plays because it get you down the court a little faster without burning the timeout. Yeah,
1: <laughs> thank you thank you very much <laughs> uh, yeah that's uh it that is a, that was the biggest challenge because it, but literally like no game we found were, are using plays.
3: no yeah no. they're just it's just throwing players on a court and yeah it, it's just free for all
1: Yes, it's free. It's free for all. Like
3: Again, and you can't even tell which player's which. They're the only way you can identify them is is by a number, anyway.
2: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: And but... and even even saying that, looking at your game, you you guys at least try to differentiate the players by skin tone and by some guys having headbands yeah. and some guys having like little beards.
0: And, and then uh, yeah. even
3: though they're like tiny little pixels, you can still tell them apart yeah. and, and, I then,
0: and then on the header of the screen where you actually see which player has the ball or whoever you have selected, you know, that, that takes me back to um, I play a lot of NBA 2K. I played a lot on my switch and I constantly every time the game starts, I'll hit my directional pad up so I can see the stats and who my player is who has the ball. And I really like that little uh aesthetic there you can actually see how how many points they're not how many points but like their uh, their attributes and yeah <laughs> am, am i gonna yeah. be able to shoot a good three-pointer with this guy no i better pass it to somebody else and I, I really think that's a cool deal. and then of course your pixel art up there is wonderful um i'm a big spurs fan so i'm i'm passing it to my power forward who's Lamarcus i aldridge I'm like that of looks like him and then he goes in for a dunk and you actually have like a pixelated tattoo on the guy <laughs> yeah. like, that's really cool tattoos and you're like
3: whoa <laughs> hey wait a minute yeah uh, yeah, and it's like, even though you guys don't have the license, it's so great to, to know who you're playing as yeah, yeah. and just feel like there is so much detail that went into this, you know, from that to, like, the halftime, the uh, TNT style, you know, <laughs> you recognize the, the commentators and, uh, you know, you even got uh, the, the guy with the loud jackets, Craig, uh, I can't remember his last name, Um <laughs> But, you know, you like, you have like, he has, like, a pink jacket on. Um, and you just got what, – what you've got is an amalgamation of the feel of basketball from different eras. And, and yeah. that, it's like the essence of basketball boiled down for me. It's what I like about basketball yeah. because I don't get so caught up in the simulation stuff. And, you know, I, I watch basketball sometimes and i root for the spurs but like i don't yes <laughs> i i don't know i i'm not like some people who are super hardcore about it and need to be you know need to know everything about all the basketball teams
1: well that thanks for saying that i hopefully the game not only feels like retro video game but also kind of the nostalgia of old old basketball references. Mm-hmm. You know, and like we are we're huge Utah Jazz fans and <laughs> we really have to live in the
0: past. Uh, Stockton like, and uh, Malone era. Hey Mitchell's tearing it up. <laughs> hey he is tearing it up. No, it's a,
1: it's a good time right now, but but I'm saying beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Carlos Arroyo for a while. We had to <laughs> To go back, but... Um,
3: I'll be yeah. honest, guys, I can't name anybody except Carl Malone and John Stockton. Like, that's... That's the extent yeah, of my Utah basketball you, knowledge.
1: Basketball players, can you name in 30 seconds?
3: That's it. I'm done.
2: <laughs> well, I'm glad that you say that, about it feeling like, uh, kind of the, the sport, like, boiled down to its to its base like elements, you know, because that that was kind of one way that we thought about it as we were developing it, you know, we thought like, okay, like football had Tecmo Super Bowl and and boxing had Punch Out. And, you know, even like skateboarding has Ollie Oli. And there's like so many of these sports that there was like simple two button, three button gameplay like that that take the sport and just Distill it down, you know, to to what really makes it unique. Um, and and but we felt like basketball didn't really have that. Like NBA Jam was probably the closest thing, but in a lot of ways, like it's not basketball. It's it's kind of a fighting game, you know. NBA yeah, yeah. Show, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. NBA yeah. Show is that we call it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: So that was kind of one way that that we wanted to approach it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And I,
3: and I like the, uh and, and I get that feel of Tecmo Super Bowl where it's it kind of zooms in on the action when you get close to the net. Yeah. And like double dribble uh, where there's it's kind of like it, it's not fluid, which is fine. Um, but, you know, you've got this moment where you're pushing different directions and different combinations to do these these special moves to
0: get you close to the net and do a special dunk. Yeah, and that that it's was really that was such a pleasant surprise cause my, my son, my kids and I were playing it before that change had happened. And I remember, oh, wow. I remember getting updated, and my youngest son was playing it, and all of a sudden he's going out for a dunk. I'm like, what in the world's going on here? And uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, you actually have to strategize a little bit on these dunks. And, you know, when you're actually going in for one, you kind of have your your high, your mid, and your low. And then uh, if you're actually ahead of somebody going for a dunk, you just tap the button real fast and keep ahead. And I thought that was really cool. What uh, what kind of inspired you all to, to, to change that? The dunk, the dunk?
1: The new dunk system? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the best, like explanation of that is it's kind of a um like Nidhog sort of yeah I can see uh, that three, three levels basically and um well I mean it, it was a whole bunch of talking that we finally decided this is kind of like a fighting game in this way but it's still really simple and it, it, we wanted it to be dynamic not just you know watch a a uh, dunk animation but it actually turned into something that you can control. Um, but the number one reason why we, we changed it is because um, we talked to the developer of Tecmo Super Bowl. Uh, oh, wow. And, yeah.
0: Oh, was, wow, that's awesome.
1: Really meant a lot to us. But his name is Akihiko Shimoji. Huh. And he, he wrote us some messages back and... And he's been he's been super cool but he thought that the biggest change to make was to uh, full further develop the slam, the dunk mm-hmm. and turn it into uh, he said elements of a fighting game would be mm-hmm. be cool so yeah, yeah. Right. that's awesome
3: and, and I liked those little moments like uh, blades of Steel is another one of my favorite uh, right. favorite yeah. hockey games that I put. Not quite on Tecmo Super Bowls level, but kind of close in that arcadey um, type of gameplay. And I liked, the, <laughs> I liked the fights in that game. It, it broke oh, yeah. up the game for me, yeah. and I don't think it detracts from the game, but it gives you a a different element of strategy without without you just being able to rush up and and throw it to someone who you know is good at dunking uh, and just sink it in every time. You know, you gotta, you still gotta strategize.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and and, yeah, I, and that's, go ahead oh and, and with that and also with your shooting mechanics i can definitely see a more modern take on it because like playing nba 2k you have your shot meter as well and then you know going up for a dunk and a layup it's not just a button you hit and you go for it you actually got to think about it and have a little bit of skill it's not just luck anymore so i, I think your game captured that really well as well really well as well sorry about that
2: thank you yeah I mean that's been kind of a, a fascinating thing about doing this like a, a, a retro style game like uh, because with the advances that people are used to from from playing 2k and stuff they expect a shot meter and and some of these other things uh, that that weren't a thing uh, in 1990 you know Um but we kind of just had to bring them over uh, out of necessity and, and player expectations. Uh, it, you know, it, it's it's really like w- with making a, a retro game. You know, something we've talked about a lot is that we kind of had to like aim for what what do our players remember those games looking and feeling like, as opposed to what what are they, what do they actually look and feel like? You know what I mean?
3: This Uh, reminds me of a a, a retro-themed first-person shooter I just played where uh, it's called Dusk, which you guys might have heard of it. But uh, it's it's like a throwback to Quake and mm Half-Life and somewhat like, you know, Doom. But it's the same concept where it's like, let's bring back the games you loved from that era but more of the memory of those games where we can still have some modern conveniences or things that you're used to having now
0: exactly yeah yeah totally and 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 i saw this question on our uh, facebook group as well and i I was kind of very curious about this as well myself do you all see doing any type of uh, season mode? You know, talking more about the modern stuff with the uh, stat tracking and such. Uh, I think that's probably the only, I don't want to say gripe, but only thing I, w- I would think that would be so cool if I had to see. I think it would kind of extend the gameplay replayability of this a little bit.
2: Yep, absolutely. I mean, that, that, was, the, that was the number one by far, like our biggest request um, coming out of the You know, so the game right now is on Steam in Early Access, which means it's not full release, right? It's like a beta kind of, so that we can get community feedback and and get players involved kind of in in the development. And so we put the game out there and and that was like definitely the the number one thing that people wanted was season mode, like far and away, like 10 votes to one for like any other feature. I would say
3: number two would probably be online co-op, right? (laughs) Uh,
2: yeah, it's well. I don't know. Uh, there's actually only been a couple of people that have really requested it. We had kind of um, just been planning on it as, as a given, like from the beginning. But we've actually had a lot of people come out and say no. Like this game is like made for ruining friendships. Like playing, <laughs> playing on the couch against your buddy and like beating them with that buzzer beater. Like feels better. And, it's, and so I've been surprised, actually, at the number of people who have said, don't, don't work on online,
3: you know. And, and it works just fine if you want to play it through Parsec. I mean, that, that works too. Parsec? Have you guys used Parsec before?
2: I, I've never used it. I know what it is. Um, I know that, like, a lot of games just kind of rely on their gamers to... To basically use it as their online multiplayer, <laughs> we haven't we haven't tried to play our game on Parsec.
3: I've played I haven't played this one on Parsec, but I have played quite a few, and it's worked better than just about any other um, tunneling service that I've tried, or you know, peer to peer, where I had a lot of dropped frames.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and I know it's not something you can I- incorporate. In game, but I mean, it's it's a good alternative when you just want to be able to play two player with someone connected to your stream, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we haven't ruled out um, online, but uh,
3: I know I, that's a tricky thing. Like, <laughs> I think it was we're talking about Nidhogg where it did not. I, I think it had an online mode, but it took a long while for it to be implemented correctly. And I know that's tricky.
2: Yeah, it's way tricky. We've actually had um, a few different guys that have kind of started up on it and then stopped. Uh, it's It's been a hard thing to get going. And, you know, and the other side of it is that, like, well it would take so long to build and to get right and we need to be sure that the player base is going to be there you know nothing would be worse than spending a year and a half getting the online going and then people are jumping into online and there's no one to play against yeah, yeah. that's true
0: <laughs> yeah. and I, I've, I've, I've just coming from any online play at all i'm i never was really into sports online gaming number one because i'm not that good at it so every time i go out there and play i get killed but um i've i'm more of a <laughs> of a seasoned guy and then course your story mode's really cool too i won't spoil that but there's some just just a really cool story mode that's already out there i think it's really not
3: the mega man and uh, dr j
0: and yeah i I thought i thought that was set up very well i i I love i love the five characters that you all picked as your uh, kind of bosses i'm like yeah that that would definitely about 90 percent be kind of like my of all time greatest players so that was really good
1: Missing one, uh, David Robinson. Is well, that you know,
0: I'm am an Admiral <laughs> fan. <laughs> yes, but I thought David. it
3: was like... <laughs> um, <laughs> That last one's, you know, it's it's all right. He can.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, as far as like the the season mode, it is in progress, and it's actually getting really close to release. Um, and we, we've that will also come with a tournament mode too. Cool. And that'll probably be our. I don't know if that'll be our our v0.8 or, or our v1 <laughs> but um yeah it shouldn't be too much longer it, it's it's actually all working and working well i think i think you'll like it cool um along with we also have some more story mode uh, we you want to talk a little bit about the new story modes too yes so so yeah like like josh was saying that that was the biggest thing
1: is people are looking for single player. You know, you've got the chicken pox. You're home. You need a <laughs> game that you can play by yourself. You know, even though when when we're testing it, we're playing against each other. But people are looking for single player stuff. And so the season mode is, is our biggest deal. And then the um, story mode, we wanted to do a Zelda-like uh I keep on bringing up all these Nintendo things. You guys aren't offended, right? <laughs> no, not, no, no, <laughs> no. That's your basis of got, math. It's, no. It's got to happen in Genesis games as well. But in Zelda, when you, you beat the game. And it's like, okay, now you can go and try to beat it again. And the dungeons are different. And, you know, it's a little harder. And you can't. Did you ever get that far? Like, did you beat Yeah, Zelda?
3: like second quest zelda second episode.
1: quest stuff exactly yeah yeah so that uh, we're doing that with story mode and um going to introduce some new some new teams which should be really fun
3: That's really i was cool. just playing uh i was playing nes i was playing <laughs> spelunker on nes and it's it's infuriating but for some reason i love that game and you Aaron go through torture. the cave <laughs> i do uh You go through the game, and and then, like, what they do is they change the color of the cave that you're exploring. It's the same exact layout, and now all of your keys are invisible. (laughs) Good luck. You still fall to your death after, like, falling four inches. It's still super easy to die in that game. Everything kills you.
1: Uh, well um, yeah there's that but somebody also uh, requested for a doors halftime made sure we <laughs> spent time giving a pixelated uh, doors like halftime
3: oh really I know I saw Run DMC <laughs> uh, yeah, and yeah. Yeah. The white guy with glasses dancing <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was me for a minute but I was like oh no they Nah. Not
0: <laughs> you're, too, right. you're too expensive, Aaron. I can't afford you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I, I, I love the art style, kind of with the, uh, you can tell who everyone is, but just a complete blank face. I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, Thank you.
2: Yeah, that took us a while to get there, too. I mean, we we did have faces at one point. And, <laughs> yeah. Lots of iteration. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where,
0: where does that inspiration come from I feel like I've seen a game where people just have blank faces like that I'm, I'm drawing a blank JRPGs <laughs>
3: JRPGs do that all the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> Used to. I was thinking the first Nidhogg I don't think they had faces
1: no no they, they don't have anything they're just one
3: color yeah uh, the the game we're supposed to be talking about today too i don't if they, they just have black hair everyone has the same black hair in the same
0: face yeah i don't know if we're going to talk about that game very much we'll have to make that an abbreviated show it would be a footnote <laughs> yeah this game. and by the way yeah it really is a footnote as far as i'm concerned yeah me too no Hey, we got a couple questions from uh, some listeners. We already answered one, so uh, Tyler Jones had already asked, how soon can we expect season mode and online co-op? We've already covered that, so good question. Um, Chris Vanderhoft, who we always mention first as our Patreon uh, (laughs) supporter, uh, because he gives us a hard time if we don't, uh, he asked, any plans for physical copies for the NES or Genesis? Or just how about physical copies, period?
2: Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, we'd love it. Um, Dave has actually designed some beautiful uh, box art. I think we have. Don't we have a sample of it up on Twitter or Instagram or something? I don't know. I don't think I've put up that. Did we ever post that? Yeah. Okay. Hey, and
0: which which big big thank you all for the uh, the kind of box art you did for Aaron and myself. That was really cool. <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I was gonna wait till this episode to share it with our listeners. <laughs>
1: so. Yes, I hope so. I, I love the uh, Nick the gem collector. There. His, his gymnast, I love that. <laughs> <gym>. <laughs> oh yeah. But um thank you. I, we appreciate you having us on, so so our my pleasure. Yeah. But yeah, hey, why don't I I will send box art. I'll I'll send one of these boxes to to whoever you think I should send it to, Nick. You do it like a Patreon thing or whatever. I'll, whatever you think is deserving, we'll send a, a game code and.
0: Uh, yeah, the fir- and first physical. listener, the first listener to send us an email at genesisjimspodcast gmail dot with the subject line "I want some box art." Uh, we'll we'll get that to you. How about that? Cool,
1: but yeah, that would be sweet to actually get a physical thing.
2: But I mean, there's yeah, no plans I
0: yet. And you yeah. guys, you guys are just.
2: It would probably end up being like the box art with a digital download code in it, right? Oh, and yeah. that we could sell like through our website.
0: Um, and you, yeah. you guys are literally just a team of two, right? Right, yep. yeah. Wow. Yeah, that surprised me.
3: Like all the work that went into this, I was like, oh, I thought it would have been a bigger team. But that's, that's awesome.
2: Well, that's what you can accomplish in three years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you having a last timeline seven days a week. Oh, oh,
3: yeah. You think of stuff like Cave Story and you think of Undertale and there's a reason why like these self-made games take five years of people's <laughs> lives to make. Yeah. It's like you gotta learn and, and it's... I don't know if you guys wrote your own engine or if you used Unity or what but it's like sometimes people will just like go through the trouble of making their own engine, right. making their own music composition software, making <laughs> their own... <laughs> pixel graphics editor it, when some of this stuff already existed and they're yeah. just reinventing the wheel
2: yeah, we yeah didn't go it, that it's, far. It, it's in unity it's hard to justify not using unity at right this now.
3: point yeah, yeah when it when a lot of that those features are built in and the cost of development is much lower by doing that
1: yeah I will say that literally every pixel it's every pixel mm-hmm. is created yeah, right? Like okay, that's the yeah. pixel art is, I hope nobody sees it as like a cheat because yeah. it's really <laughs> no. every yeah, single not. pixel is, is made. So every frame of every animation of every player and audience member and halftime yeah. and every
2: dunk thing, if it's all one pixel. Over 900 player profile. Nine, oh, yeah, oh, strong so, so. yeah
3: pixel. I, I, I think it's, uh, I was using a Streets of Rage 2. We were talking about my Andrew W.K. cover. Um, I I used like, this editor for Streets of Rage 2 to edit one of the players to make him look like Andrew W.K. And I must have spent several hours in the pixel editor just to get him kind of to look like Andrew W.K. And I was like, I, I envy actual pixel artist because
0: it's a painstaking thing to do and and i have heavy appreciation because one of my first jobs i ever had uh, i I did a packaging design and uh, one of our packaging pieces uh, printed out from an old as400 type uh, uh, erp system and i had to use optio to get those to print out and i had to take these fancy graphics and downgrade them to a one-bit pixel Uh, black and white and I'm talking some of the most simple designs you've ever seen it would take me days to get that to print out right so any animation one bit pixel more than one color is just completely out of my league so I understand and I do have a big appreciation for that yeah it's a lot of work
2: Dave's done a great job with it yeah
1: It's no no life no social life and
3: and any experience doing pixel art before that
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done, I've done pixel art forever.
3: And uh, if you got... So, like, Nick's really gotten into um, actually making pixel beaded art. Have you oh, done that so at much all? Fun.
1: Yeah. Oh, so really? Oh, Oh, I think I've seen that. I saw some Sonic stuff. Which you, yeah, I think
3: it would beads. be great to take <laughs> some of your players or some of your uh, oh, pixel art and turn it into pixel beaded art.
0: Yep. Ooh. Challenge that accepted. My, my, my son would love to do that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I think
0: they're... Um, it
3: wouldn't be too complex because yeah. they're not, I'd say they're closer to 8 bit than 16 bit uh, in the way they look. So, like the color palette, I think you could pull it off, yeah. Nick.
0: Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> challenge accepted, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We had a blast on that every Christmas time. We built, we made some Christmas ornaments. <laughs>
1: so, oh, yeah. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, so that was fun. Good... Oh, very cool. Uh, w- one question I had, you kind of mentioned that uh, you know, you've know you been working on this pretty much nothing. <laughs> That's all you do. Do you guys have any time for any any gaming that doesn't involve this game? Any modern gaming? Any, anything lately you've really enjoyed?
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, let's see. Not a whole lot. My queue has just been building up and up and up as <laughs> we've been working on this game. But uh, let's see. I mean, I do have a PS4. um you know, one that I've been playing that that people it, people didn't love it a whole lot at the time, uh, but I think it's a pretty strong game. Is um, the Order? Oh yeah! Uh, oh yeah! 1880s, I've heard yeah! That yeah! I got that. Yeah! That
3: was a hugely hyped up game.
2: Yeah, and then it kind of fell flat. I think people didn't give it uh, enough of a chance. It, it gets pretty strong, I think, in the in the later hours. Uh-huh. I think
3: it's because, well, part of it was that it was a $60 game when it came out and people were like,
2: well, it's over in,
3: what, four hours? Yeah, like five <laughs> or six, yeah. four. I think I beat yeah, it in six hours. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, yeah I can kind of see that. Where if people are, you know, the value of the game is based on how long they can beat it, but I don't know. Sometimes mm. it's the experience of playing the game. Yeah. Right. That's what right. makes
2: it. Yeah, I mean, what what were some others? I mean, Nino
3: Cooney was one. I oh, lot of oh, nice! So that's the sequel, right? Uh, no, I
2: actually haven't. Oh, played the of, yeah, the the, just, the original on PS3. On, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I
3: still haven't played that series, but I know it's got some of that studio deeply
2: mm-hmm. art,
3: yeah. and Level Five is the developer. so it's kind of like mixed with Dragon Quest, I'd say. Dragon Quest and Pokemon okay. a little bit
2: hmm yeah, those later Dragon Quest titles, 9, and uh, let's see, we were just playing Smash Brothers, the new Smash Brothers on Switch the other night. Nice. Uh, we played some Cuphead. Yeah, a lot of mm-hmm. Cuphead.
3: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I met the composer. Uh, This was oh. earlier last year. Yeah, really? Awesome guy. Yeah, Chris Madigan. Very awesome guy.
2: Great soundtrack. Yeah, that was that's fun yeah, it was game. over at uh, PAX East.
3: Yeah, it was. It was fun.
1: There's, uh, I would say, a shout out here. To, but just creating the game has kind of opened my mind to uh, other developers and, and just the whole process of making games. And so, one guy that has approached us that was really a neat guy. He made this game called Mini Hockey Champ. Huh. Uh, something you might want to check out on Steam. But that was that, and then these the guys that made this uh, racing game called Peko P-A-K-O. A K O. Don't know if you ever played that? Yeah. But they've been they've been cool uh, to kind of collaborate with. Um, so you know, yeah, I don't play as many games uh, nowadays, but if they're not either retro games or working on our game or another developer's game. Yeah,
0: and, yeah. You, and a, a lot of other podcasts I listen to talk to developers. I hear the same story. I was just kind of curious if you guys had any time to do that. I understand.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some that we've been, I, I've been waiting for a long time for Below to come out. That finally hit a yeah. couple weeks ago. Oh yeah,
3: it's like the 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 team who made uh, Sword and Sorcery.
2: Oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. that was one of my favorites. Loved that one. Early iOS game. But
0: yeah, Below looks incredible. Uh, what about you guys? What are you doing? Oh, I'm playing like Far Cry 5. That game's are awesome. you playing
3: that right now, Nick? No. As we're talking? <laughs> no. no.
0: <laughs> Come on, Nick. Tell the truth. <laughs> I would be so distracted. That game's awesome. been <laughs> <laughs> playing that. And I uh, uh, I have a Nintendo Switch, which is like, again, on a Sega uh, podcast. Sorry. It's like my favorite console of all time. So I'm playing a lot of, uh, NBA 2k on that one. Uh, Diablo three, just, you know, there's a bunch of indie games you can get on the switch now, which I'm hoping, you know, fingers crossed, you all can release this game on the switch one day. But, there's uh, it, yeah, And then my <laughs> kids and I play a lot of that game. Uh, Paladins It's kind of like a hero, first person shooter type game, kind of like overwatch. I play a <laughs> lot of that, So yeah, we're gaming kind of my, my winding down time. So, um, uh, late evenings and weekends uh we, we do a lot of that now um my kids are both playing basketball right now which is really cool uh, helping coach those ga- uh, teams and everything so our, our gaming time has been kind of streamlined as well but uh yeah always playing something yeah i
3: guess for me uh yakuza zero yeah. uh played played a lot of that lately after beating shenmue that's you know. uh, super fun and, and I learned Mahjong just from playing that <laughs> game I got hooked on Mahjong I'm like, I never thought I'd get hooked on this uh, but I'm hooked on it now and uh, it's, like, yeah, a, it's
1: like a mini game?
3: yeah or it's not? a mini game inside ya- you can go and play Mahjong inside Yakuza 0 or Shoji which is like Japanese chess which is great too uh, but Mahjong it's just, it's just super cool and you can play it online against other people too if you want Um, within Yakuza and you can you can like from the main menu you can also play like two player mini games Uh, and you can play pull and darts and you can play uh, you can do a karaoke mode which is great Um, and there's a a dance off which is cool too it's pretty (laughs) hilarious because like the different songs sound like approximations like um it's like oh here's a david bowie song but it's not sung by david bowie you know or like here's a not michael jackson song because it's miracle johnson it's not michael jackson at all
0: That's such a funny <laughs> but
3: storyline. uh there's just so much love and effort put into that game that yeah. you don't see in a lot of modern AAA titles um that i just really appreciate it and then besides that uh i just started uh, what was it? I talked about playing Dusk and I replayed the first episode of Doom because uh, I've got huge nostalgia for that game. And then um, I started streaming again on Twitch. And then my son's like, Dad, can I stream? I'm like, Okay. And so I put Sonic Mania on for him and he had a blast doing that. So cool stuff. And, and then I think I mentioned to Nick, I was like, Nick, you got to go to retroachievements.org. It's yeah. great. Because the whole deal is it's a community-driven project where you have emulators uh, that have special features built in where they're connected to this website and they have achievements for each game that people have programmed in. So it's like going back and playing games that we grew up with, but now you get that same sense of satisfaction it doesn't really mean much, but uh, it's tracked on the website, and you you get points and trophies and stuff for for completing these little challenges and games. Uh, Wait, do
1: you have to go in and tell them that you achieved it, or how does it know? Oh, you just uh, uh, the, the emulator is oh, communicating with the website. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. So the emulator, there's several emulators uh, like a NES, Sega Genesis, uh, Super Nintendo, so on and so forth, where. Uh, you use your login from the website and it'll actually shoot your information to the website and track your progress and submit your achievement to the website.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, so, I I did download that yesterday, Aaron, and I, I, for some reason, when I went to configure my joy, there, my uh, joy pad, the buttons were all messed up. I don't know what was going on. So i gonna have to yeah, give that
3: a it's shot. Yeah think they sabotage your system yeah probably probably. yeah (laughs) (laughs) they've
1: got a genesis vibe on retro achievements yeah
3: Yeah. they've got all sorts of games that i think uh, a majority at this point it's been going since 2011 or 12 at least uh and so Maybe oh, I don't know. Around that era is when it started, so it's been going for a while. So that's given a oh. lot of people time to put in achievements for games. It
0: even shows like how many people are playing at that certain time.
3: Yeah, the, I love all the stat tracking yeah. that shows the percentage of people that have actually gotten all the achievements, or got or gotten you know certain achievements. And then each game has a commenting system, so there's comments for the actual game and there's a comment that you can go to for each specific achievement you can get so pretty pretty in-depth stuff but I I love it I get into that stuff I'm not like uh, a completionist for modern games these days I feel like I just don't have the time to dedicate to that like oh you know like just the ridiculous ones and stuff like um, Assassin's Creed where it's like oh go go collect the hundred feathers Spread out through this gigantic city. Have fun with that. I'm sure you'll do it in twenty thousand hours. I'm like, no, oh, I'm I'm good. I don't there's some things where games get padded out too much. Mm-hmm. And the giant collectathons.
2: Right. Right. And now we've got the loot boxes and all that. And... <laughs> Wait, you guys play Destiny?
3: Coming, guys. I'm waiting for the loot box feature. So that I can get the special basketball player that i want.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Working on it. No, okay.
3: That's where the money is.
1: Yeah. And dances. You want special dances at the
0: end yeah. of your dance? Yeah. So. You got to,
3: and uh, special dances in, in your horse armor
0: and. Uh... I want to see the I want to see the pixelated <laughs> floss dance. My kids would love that. Oh, oh. <laughs> We actually, uh, coaching a kid's basketball team, before the practice even started, uh, the head coach and I said, one rule, no Fortnite dances on the floor. (laughs) That's invaded everything, including basketball, Fortnite is everywhere. Yes, it is. (laughs) And making me feel older every day. (laughs) I just got, I had my wisdom teeth pulled after many, many years of waiting. Uh, about a month ago, my wife told me when I when I came to, I did the Fortnite dance out in the parking lot in front of a bunch of nurses. <laughs> I don't remember that, but okay. <laughs> so since it's, it's, it's invading my uh, my headspace too, <laughs> my, my consciousness. <laughs> right. uh, we'll switch gears here a little bit. I well, ran a very cool question uh, from one of our good listeners, Andrew Coed. Uh, he's actually been on a few shows with us. Uh, he's asking, "Are you all bigger college or pro basketball fans? And who are your teams?" You talked a little bit about your pro team, but you guys college fans too.
1: Oh, um, yeah, big the University of Utah. Yeah, University.
0: Oh, not not
3: BYU.
1: Uh, not not as much. I like the University of Utah more. Oh, okay. But you know, BYU had Danny Ainge and. Uh, Sean Bradley yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmer Jimmer but uh, no no I, I'm more of a University of Utah fan I, I like it but much more uh, pro fan mm-hmm. the Jazz
0: is kind of my I mean the, the Jazz is the only professional team in Utah right yeah yeah, yeah.
3: Yep, I exactly. mean so that team name is has always got me which is like <laughs> nothing says Jazz like Utah right yeah <laughs> I've We're always thought people. that. I was like, yeah. yeah, the birthplace of jazz. Right? <laughs> I cool. thought it was the birthplace of like green jello and carrots, maybe, green but.
1: Yeah, the pioneers, they trekked across the. the yeah. Kind of, and they wanted to find a place that they could play <laughs> kind of music that they wanted.
3: I know. They, they also invented hours. hip-hop, but most people don't realize that. It was Brigham Young and hip-hop, and people don't know that.
1: Yeah, so we made it out here, and finally we can play the jazz music. <laughs> it's been great ever since.
0: Oh, hey, a- Andrew also asked you don't have to answer this he says "A uh, better podcast two dudes in a nest or Genesis Gems <laughs>
1: wow he just went right for it didn't he <laughs> and that's for us to answer
0: that's what, that's what he's asking oh man he's been on both of our podcasts so <laughs> he's just trying to stir it up now <laughs> let's see let's see <laughs> We can skip that one if you want.
3: Hey, the two dudes in the nest probably actually covered their actual game by now. Yeah, I probably. Think, I don't think we've touched Tecmo NBA basketball so much as as referenced it in passing.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll we can, give
1: your answer off, off, uh, off air, by the way. <laughs> no, you're fine.
0: We know. We know which one's better. We don't have to answer that. Um, <laughs> all the playful banter. Kelso and I both have these Apple watches, and anytime one of us doesn't work out, you know, it sends that notification. We're just constantly sending these real stupid <laughs> pre-loaded texts to each other. I think I—I I think one came up today. I said uh, hashtag winning, which I would never type that to anybody. <laughs> but, but that's what my watch suggested. Yeah. <laughs> the next one say hashtag tiger blood. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's just continue this conversation, but I'm going to throw this segment in here, Aaron. Uh, let's let's just all say uh, game on, guys. Game on. Game on.
1: Game on. Yeah, game
0: on. Take-off. Tecmo Super NBA Basketball. We've talked a little bit about it. Uh, we'll we'll kind of merge the two subjects. I got through almost my questions for Basketball Classics. A uh, great game. I'm going to call it a Genesis Gem, even though it's not a Sega Genesis game. <laughs> and I think Aaron would agree too, right? <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I, absolutely. It's. it's Can't wait. I've had a
0: lot of fun playing A lot of fun. Lot of fun. It. It's not even at version one yet. Uh, so, guys, go check that on Steam. Uh,
3: and it's already better than 80 to 90% of the oh, you're not games from our era we grew you're up not, in. So, that's, kidding. that's and, and
0: listeners will we'll continue to post updates on this game. We really want you all to really dig into this. I. I, I had the pleasure of playing it before I even contacted uh, the guys here. So uh, I, I probably wouldn't even contact them if I didn't like the game. so Cause that would have been awkward, right? But, um, play it. If you're a basketball fan at all, if you're a retro uh, fan, game fan at all, try this game out, but a uh, big gym. So thank you all for making this and, uh, can't wait to see what the updates hold for that. But, uh, it,
2: thank you very much.
0: Tecmo, super NBA basketball. Um, Usually what we do first here, we talk about memories, and I'll kind of go through my memories. Uh, Kind of like Aaron, I played the NES version first. Um, Playing it, uh, I I was a huge Tecmo Bowl fan, the the first one. uh, Tecmo Super Bowl fan, loved those. Uh, Never had a basketball game that I really enjoyed. I know people really love double dribble, maybe the nostalgia. I never even liked that when I was a kid. So a little disappointed because my favorite sports were always baseball, then basketball. So I had plenty of great Retro baseball games as a kid, uh, they knocked it out of the park with uh, RBI Baseball. <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, Bad News Baseball, which Tecmo made. It's a very underrated game in my opinion. I was on the hey, they they made two baseball games. The other one stunk, <laughs> 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 but Tecmo uh, or uh, Bad News Baseball is great. I was actually on two dudes' podcast for that, so check they, on. They made a series of like soccer visual novels. You're <laughs> actually pretty interesting.
3: Yeah. They released one over here. It was uh, techbo World Soccer, I want to say. And it was, if you were expecting a soccer game, you are in for a try. <laughs> it's
1: a visual novel. Yes.
3: It's a patient. visual novel in soccer form. It's kind of like playing Blitzball on, on Final <laughs> Fantasy uh, ten, where it's like, oh, I guess I don't have control of my players. I'm just picking what they should do. Okay. <laughs>
0: It's like a text-based adventure with soccer. Exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> but um, playing this game as a kid, I, I kept going back to it on the other systems. I played it on Super Nintendo. I played it on Genesis. and I, I didn't hate it as a kid, but it wasn't my favorite. Uh, when other games like NBA Live were out there for me to play, when that came out, and this game didn't come out for the Genesis until '93. Um, but I, I seemed to always kind of go back to it. I rented it constantly from my local rental store. Um, So I had a lot of good memories with this game. I'm not going to say the memories lasted (laughs) for for me as I played it, but um, it was a decent little game uh, as a kid. But uh, Aaron, did you have any?
3: Yeah, I I had some memories. Uh, I remember picking up the NES game solely based on the fact that it said Tecmo on it and just thinking about all my fond memories of Tecmo. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl and just thinking about, oh, man, I'm going to get this giant manual. (laughs) It's going to have all this player information. And look, they've actually got all the players in the game. You know, they have the player association on the front cover. This is going to be phenomenal. And then you start at the game and you've already got that familiar, the familiar sound effects and the blue background. And you can pick all these different modes. I was like, okay, this is going to be great. And then I started at the game and I thought my NES was busted. Cause <laughs> well, you know, on NES, you can, I think it's like what, four, four sprites per scan line. Uh, and then after that, everything just starts to flicker in and out. And that was the problem with the game, which is it had a lot of heart, but it was just not super fun to play because everything was just blinking in and out of existence. Um, like it was almost like the, uh, like they were disappearing to the upside down in Stranger Things. <laughs> I guess that's what was happening because all my players were just blinking in and out of existence. Um, yeah. But otherwise, it wasn't a bad basketball game. And what's interesting is the NES one. And I don't know the timeline between the NES one and the 16-bit ones, but they were developed around the same time. And the developer of the NES one wasn't Tecmo, it was actually Sculpture Software, (laughs) who were based out of Salt Lake City, uh, and kind of worked with Acclaim also. Um, But yeah, I just thought that was interesting. So I don't know if Tecmo was developing this alongside them or who ported whose game, because the 16-bit game plays an awful lot like the NES game and to be honest, if you compare them side by side, besides the flickering, I'd, th- there's really not too much different between yeah. them. B- besides a few little uh, graphical changes in the intros. And then, of course, the graphical fidelity of the, the characters being updated in the courts. And also uh, the player indicators changing from like a little... Uh, I think it's like a little line to changing to actual numbers.
0: And let's get like let's get like the '90s kid disappointment out of the way. The Sega Genesis version did not include Michael Jordan. You get to play as um, guard bulls. Yeah, I think the, I think the <laughs> Super Nintendo one did, right? Yeah, yeah. The NES and Super Nintendo both had uh, Michael Jordan, and uh, weirdly enough, they left out Reggie Lewis from the Celtics for the Genesis version too. So that's just four words,
3: Celtics. Uh, everyone remembers Reggie Lewis. <laughs>
0: So there you go. But yeah, that was always a disappointment, you know, playing a game and not having Michael Jordan on it, even though I was a Spurs fan. It,
3: yeah, gonna... I didn't even explain uh, how I acquired this game. I think it was like 1998 or 9. I had like allowance or something. And then my brother and I used to go to pawn shops all the time and we would try to pick up NES games. And it was before the giant retro <laughs> gaming boom and... You know, the bubble and everything. So you could pick up NES games super cheap at pawn yeah. shops and just happen to have a boxed copy of Tecmo NBA Baseball. Uh, basketball, rather. Um, not baseball because Nick hates that. That sucks. Tecmo <laughs> NBA Basketball is the one I picked up. And, uh, yeah, that's that's how I played it.
0: That's cool. And like you said, the, uh, the company that develop this game they they have quite the resume <laughs> especially in the mid to late 90s they even did some wrestling games later on uh they did the yeah. uh, wwf war zone which i was so excited about when that came out and i loved it as a teenager again it's like they made all these games that just don't hold up like all those wrestling games just uh,
3: empire strikes back they did uh a, a super Nintendo version of That's doom true. they did super wrestlemania they, did... they actually did stanley cup which What's pretty interesting with the Mode Seven yeah.
0: graphics? They did another Genesis game, uh, Booker Man, the Pick and Flick adventure. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> there's some interesting games on their resume. I was kind of shocked though, because when I when I opened that up, I didn't realize they were the ones that uh, developed it. So pretty cool. But uh, and then you mentioned the what you say the worst composer of all time. His name was Dean Morrell. Uh, <laughs> when I looked up his resume. Saw some winners in there. Uh, he, of course, he worked on a lot of the games. I just mentioned some of these uh, uh, wrestling games. And, and they had a lot of wrestling games. WWF, WrestleMania, all the way up to ECW, Anarchy Rules. So, yeah. I don't see very... Yeah, basically all sports are wrestling games. Except for a couple here. But yeah. Not the best uh, resume in the world. But yeah. It, you, you, said it, you, s- you said it was the worst. I thought you said it was the worst uh, composure you ever heard.
3: Oh no, no! There, there are far worse composers. <laughs> I, I don't recall who composed the music for this game. Yeah. I mean, he's not like Stalin,
0: but <laughs>
3: Stalin. <laughs> yes, yeah, Stalin made the music for this game.
0: Yeah. Oh, before uh, I forget, no, complete, yeah. complete side note because I heard you all talking about it. Um, what was the app on the iPad uh, you used to do the music? I
2: said Tracker sixty four. Okay. Okay.
0: I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a musician too, but I've never got into chip tunes. I really wanted to. So I'm like, ah, I use my iPad all the time. That'd be kind of fun. to. So for you, Nick, that what I would probably say would be most comfortable
3: for you is yeah. if you just wanted to dabble just because trackers and things like that are probably going to be a little trickier. Um, I would say go for using a VST. Um, chip sounds is the probably one of the best. Um that's, I've used that before. Is it on I've the using, iPad? Uh, it's not on the iPad, but yeah, actually, if you're just using an iPad, that's what you use GarageBand on, also, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Try try uh, the Sid Tracker
0: 64. Try yeah. that one. Okay, yeah. just completely random, but yeah,
3: no, yeah, and it, and it has uh,
0: it does have a bunch of built-in sounds. Yeah, if I recall right. Now I, I I play in my church's band, and have I've done some of those you know, little, I call them soundscape intros to some of our songs. It's basically just one key and kind of just fills in the uh, environment a little bit, and then we come into the music, so but yeah, I have a little bit of experience with the iPad stuff, but that mm. sounds, sounds like fun. Okay. I like your uh, Sublime cover.
1: That was really cool. Oh, did you hear that? Oh, cool. Yeah, I did. That was awesome. Cool, thanks. I just,
0: uh...
3: Yeah, I just, uh... I don't... When did you post that? I don't remember that.
0: Oh, that's been a while ago, yeah. That's before I... I think it was before I did my uh, my new Facebook page for that little side gig stuff I'm doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, a buddy of mine just opened up a winery, and I've been playing out there a lot. So, I think, just uh, you? Yeah, I, I I do a loop. I have a loop pedal, and I just I record the uh, rhythm. I do some percussion, and I just kind of play the melody of the song uh, live. So, yeah.
2: that's cool. What loop pedal do you use?
0: Uh, Vox Little Looper.
2: Okay. It was. Uh, I've got like this little
0: jam man solo here and it, it pales hey.
3: you to his stuff. I guess <laughs> cool. like it's, it's good for like a budget line loop pedal, but I'd rather... I've got like guitar rig on my computer and I'd rather use loop software on my computer if I can. <laughs> that's
0: cool. Neat. So uh, the story of this game really isn't one. Um, that's just on my notes. <laughs> I believe the rosters were... <laughs> What were the rosters here? 92, 93 for this game? Is yeah. It? Okay. I don't think they changed when they put it on the sixteenth. I don't think system. so either. I don't think so either. Um, I know like Shaq's not in the game. I think it came out around the time Shaq was uh, was big into it. I know for my Spurs, you know, it had David Robinson and Sean Elliott and who else was on? Avery Johnson, uh J.R. Reed. So it had it had some of my like, my favorite Spurs players. So that was kinda cool. You wouldn't He's know great. it
3: playing the game, though, because they all look, they the all look exactly the They're same. all the same height.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. yeah no, J.R. Reed looked great, didn't he? he... <laughs> <laughs> but you would subbed him out, and then the next guy looked exactly like yeah, him. Unless I yes. put in
0: Vinny Del Negro, he just had a different uh, yeah, pix- pixel shade. <laughs> 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 oh, <clears throat> So, uh, Aaron, is your team the Spurs? I, it's really odd that I like the Spurs. Yeah, I live in uh, West. I live it's in West. Usually, v- the Spurs. Okay. Yeah, and, and I
3: think it's just because it's them, or I pick the Bulls only because that's the other team where I actually know the players.
0: <laughs> and a little background, I, I live in West Virginia. We have no pro teams at all, so. Uh, my dad grew up in Florida, so I'm a big, and which is weird too, I'm a big Atlanta Braves fan when it comes to baseball because there's no Florida teams down there. And the Spurs, someone bought me a David Robinson jersey when I was a kid. I just kind of decided that was my favorite team. So <laughs> it just kind of stuck with me since. Yeah,
1: David Robinson's cool, but um, I, apo- I just apologize that the Jazz had to beat him in the yeah. playoffs in the 90s. I mean, I know it's a little late to apologize
0: for that. <laughs> well, thanks.
3: Yeah, I mean that's okay. Apology accepted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's you know we're, we're still hurting over the the loss against the Miami Heat.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
0: oh well. So and, and like I mentioned, it's kind of getting the gameplay of this um, game, um, I felt like it was a continuous fast break. Um, it just. I don't know. I really wasn't much play calling. I'm pretty much pretty sure defense was always man to man. You're constantly just trying to get around the guys, and a lot of charging in this game. I'm sure you all <laughs> noticed that too. It's like every a lot time. What foul! Oh, oh my wow. gosh! Every time I a lot, I tried lot to- of foul calling, and and what I got frustrated was I couldn't turn
3: off some of that foul calling like oh, I could there. in uh, in Live '95. I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to go a little more arcadey
0: here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Live 95, you can push guys like (laughs) across the entire court if you want to. (laughs) It
3: doesn't have to be shoving all the time like NBA Jam,
0: but (laughs) I feel like there has to be a happy medium somewhere. And that just made me realize Basketball Classics doesn't have a uh, foul in it, does it?
2: It doesn't. Cool. Um, and that was, I don't know, I feel like Tecmo was kind of one of the things that pushed us <laughs> toward that. Like, it, it was Ooh, so some of those older games where, like, it, it, it just felt like the computer just decided, you know, now it's about time that a foul should occur. And, and so, like, two sprites you come in contact with each other and, and it calls a foul. It's like, but you never had any sense of, like, oh, it's because I did X, Y, Z. It's just like, no, the computer just decided. To,
3: and <laughs> no, so, it's just uh, like
2: the collision decided,
3: as soon as these two, two sprites collided, it's that's it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's way frustrating. So it's one thing, like, I love, I've talked to Dave about this so much, but I love um, just, like, foul, foul shot uh, mini games, basically, you know, where you have, like, the... The T meter um, in Live 95, or even the old uh, double dribble, the yeah. hoop, like the halo over the hoop kind of mini game. I love those, and I'd, we'd love to incorporate some kind of, of foul shot mechanic. But we we haven't been able to f- settle on a, uh, how we actually would call fouls in a way that. that <laughs> not frustrating. <laughs> well, the thing,
1: the thing that I would say about this game is the Tecmo Super Bowl had a rhythm. And when we talked to uh, Akihiko Shimoji about it, he talked about how important it was to establish a rhythm, mm-hmm. and then the music was set to create this rhythm. Yeah. And then you play Tecmo Super NBA basketball, and basketball naturally has more of a rhythm than football. Yeah. Right? yeah. But they didn't get that. Like, they're, they're like, let's ruin the rhythm at every turn you know like you can't get
2: rhythm
3: it's stop and start it really is stop and
2: start so much yeah Yeah. i never feel like you get into any kind of groove or anything it's yeah it's it's just going through the motions and so the music seems like a broken record of a really
1: crappy (laughs) song
3: And for some reason, you said uh, as a rhythm, and I was thinking about The Office for some reason, and Michael Scott's talking about basketball like it's jazz. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Football's like heavy metal or whatever. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> but basketball—it's quieter. It's like jazz.
0: or it goes da, na 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 na. na. Yeah. Play it on your guitar. No, I gotta yeah, got try that one.
1: Do that at the winery. Yeah. The
0: guys- <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, uh, I just unveiled my new Sonic cover. That's been pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Which I actually doing. It sounds like a little, uh, like a little flamingo thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, uh, yeah. I mean, um, I didn't have much of a strategy when I played this game. Uh, a couple guys seemed to hit three pointers, okay, but. Uh, I, I did kind of like the satisfaction you get whenever you shoot a three-pointer and it goes to the cut screen of a guy pretty much shooting with one hand, which was kind of odd. But uh, it would uh, pretty much... I don't think I ever missed one after that would happen. It was kind of like your... Uh your perfect green shot. You get it like in an NBA 2K or like what you all do in basketball classics where like the glitter comes on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) This is cool sparkles. So that that, that was a kind of a nice touch, a little sense of uh, accomplishment there in Tecmo. And I did like the uh, the dunking. There seemed to be a couple of different dunks uh, you could do in the game uh, in in Tecmo. So that was kind of nice too. And it was a lot easier to dunk in that game than a lot of retro games. But uh, like I said, I just... I would say it moved a little faster than the other NBA games on Sega around that time. And you could change that, right? Was there an option to change the speed in the game, or am I thinking something else? I might be thinking something else. Anyways,
3: I can't remember. I thought there was a I thought there was a speed option,
0: but I
3: don't remember. they always seemed to have like two speeds, which was like. Walking pace and, <laughs> and
0: ludicrous speed. No.
3: <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't the slowest basketball game on the system, but it wasn't the fastest either. It wasn't like everyone's high on cocaine and speed. <laughs> like NBA Live seems to be.
2: <laughs> well, that was a big problem with the earlier games. They were so slow, <sighs> like so slow, just unbearable. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That. That's
1: the. To me, that's majority of sports games as, yeah. as they were
3: just. It, it's weird how different developers, well, even Tecmo, it's like, you know what? We realized that we can't do these graphics justice. So we're going to do special cutscenes scenes to, to make up for that. Or like Tecmo yeah. uh, World Wrestling. You know what? We're just going to give you some menu diving. <laughs> you're going to dive through a menu and that's going to pick the move you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Because we can't program, like, the insane combinations of move sets on this many buttons. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, so, we've got to ask, I mean, were you able to successfully call a play in Tecmo yeah, NBA and understand what was going on? Yes. No. No. no.
3: no. Did you <laughs> A for effort for them putting in a coach mode in this game, which I don't think any other basketball game around that time had. Which is great. I mean, it's great that I can call plays, but I just have no idea what the plays are doing.
2: Yeah, like I, I literally don't know if it is broken, if it was just like an unfinished feature, or if there's something I'm missing. But that is one. Th- Dave and I sat and played it and tried to figure it out. Call the play. Nothing would seem to happen or some guys would move, but it didn't seem to make any sense with like what you would expect to be going on. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't like Super Bowl,
3: Techno Super Bowl, where it's like you set up a play. And even if you didn't know the game of football, what you set up looked similar to what ended up on the field.
2: Exactly. It tells you what's going to happen and you hike the ball and that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. It was like so (laughs) clear. and Tekken NBA is the complete antithesis. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it that was the
1: most frustrating part.
3: And how so when you guys played this did you play it against each other or against the computer or what did you do?
1: We played against each
2: other. I think yeah, we did both. We did yeah, I mean, both. we both played it growing up too, right? Yeah. yeah.
3: And you can play, like, a full season of this game, like a whole, uh, what's it, like 100 and
0: how many games? 28.
1: Is that right? I didn't do that. I haven't played a full season, for sure. It's a bunch.
0: (laughs) Now, um, are there any positive things you all took from this game in particular and developing basketball classics? (laughs)
1: Come on. I think 100%. I really did want this game... Because I think there's so much context to the game that really is fascinating. And sadly, (laughs) I think that the the rhythm itself ruins ruins everything that they attempted to do. But um, there's so much good to the game. I honestly think when we made our game, we were trying to make this game correctly.
0: Got gotcha. you.
2: Like that's that's truly what we we're we've tried been trying to do. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely say that that we were trying yeah. to, a Tecmo NBA of what people expected Tecmo NBA. There, that should mean. have been.
3: Yeah, like yes. what the NBA equivalent of a Tecmo Super Bowl would be. Yes.
2: Yeah, which as a kid, so I mean, basically my experience with this game was, you know, like I had said at the beginning of the podcast, like fell in love with Tecmo Super Bowl, wished there was a basketball game. Found out that there was a Tecmo NBA, <laughs> went and rented it, and was wildly disappointed because it wasn't the basketball version of Tecmo Super Bowl that I was looking for.
3: Well, you That's think so of the I... size of the sprites? Think of the size of the <laughs> sprites of the players <laughs> in Tecmo Super Bowl sprites, compared huh? to NBA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Well, there was, lot. there
3: was a lot that had to change there.
2: Now, now see, when you first put it in, it it teases you that it's gonna be like Tecmo Super Bowl yeah it's yeah. off the same way and it shows some of the awesome like the the close-up like cutscene yeah. type uh, mm-hmm. and yeah even like the menus are pretty the good. music for the Men- menu is pretty good yeah menu music or, like the intro everything until you hit like start game and that's like what the <laughs> crap <laughs> <laughs> but- <laughs> That's why I'm in rave tech moment.
1: <laughs> what the crap? <laughs> no, they they had... I mean, if you look at it, they. I think they put a lot of work into certain areas. And I think they did put a ton of work into the foul calling system. And I think they put a lot of work into the play calling system. Yeah. But I, it just seems like their timing was so bad. Like you couldn't... You couldn't have had worse time. It came out in 92, so it was a year after Tecmo Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not nearly as good as Tecmo Super Bowl, and so it's just super disappointing to people that thought that. Mm-hmm. And then it's one year, or even less than a year, before NBA Jam came out. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, you compare the two, who's going to Who's gonna <laughs> pick up Tecmo NBA basketball?
3: Oh, exactly. Right. I mean, there, there is the fact that you get to have more players on screen. And yeah. Game that's closer to actual basketball, but the speed and fluidity of NBA Jam is unparalleled on the yeah. system. So it's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, so I guess I had a question: the developer yeah. of Tecmo Super Bowl was he aware of the existence of this game? Did you ask him about it?
2: Uh, that's a that's the, a good question. The existence of Tecmo NBA.
1: NBA. Yeah, I, I think my all I know is that. Akihiko Shimoji is a really cool guy. They had done Tecmo Bowl and then improved upon it with Tecmo Super Bowl. Um, And then when I looked at this this company that did um, Tecmo Super NBA Basketball, I even know I have connections with the guy that made it, the the guy that's the lead developer on it. I had connections. I, I didn't know him directly, but I knew him through one other person, Right, one step away. Uh, and I tried to ask him questions to to uh, find out the story of what happened with Tecmo Super NBA Basketball, and he was didn't seem to be interested because um, I just didn't get he didn't give me any response. And all the only response was I'm really busy doing this other game, so I really can't get into it right
3: so was now. Was this a Japanese but, developer or no, no, uh, American no. one?
1: This Salt Lake you were saying the Salt Lake team that
0: yeah,
3: Sculpture that Software.
1: Did, yes. Yeah, so they yeah,
3: were the ones cool. that worked on this game, right? They
1: did yeah. this game, and so I, I can't imagine they had any con, any uh, connection with yeah with um, the Japanese developers for mm-hmm. Tecmo Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Shima- Other
3: than like you had a few borrowed sound effects and UI elements.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or yeah. That's about it. But that's yeah, yeah. And that might just be through Tecmo themselves. You know, Tecmo could have. Mm-hmm. Wanted to see the same thing, but anyway, it, it is funny to think that. And the funny part about Tecmo Super Bowl is that these guys, the two Japanese guys, really didn't know football, American football. Yeah. And so, the the story of them going in and trying to understand the sensations of football wow. is is really cool. But then the dude who did make. Um, Techno Super NBA basketball, new basketball. Yeah. He's in, he's in Utah. I happen to know, like, he was a big Utah Jazz fan. Like, the Jazz are pretty good on the team. Like, yeah. he, so ba- he knew basketball. And I think mm-hmm. that almost got in his way. Mm-hmm. It, it, I
2: imagine, yeah. you know? It's, it's weird.
1: Things-
3: yeah, it's, it's weird how that works out that, like, a, a, a team... That is much further removed from the sport could actually nail yeah. a, a lot better. Uh, and, and it's weird to me, this relationship with the Japanese and American football, because there's a story about Final Fantasy being influenced by the game of, of, of football.
1: Uh-uh. Uh, the, oh, yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. Like, no joke. Like, yeah, the, the way you approach enemies and the back and forth that happens between you and the, the enemy, like, that UI element was influenced by American football.
2: That's interesting. That is
3: interesting.
0: <laughs> it's like when, when, when you have a good developer who can take the the simple parts of the game and then make a good game around it. That, that I see that from Tech Mobile. Even the first one, they released yeah. it on the Switch here recently on the, uh, the classic uh, app they have. And uh, that that game still runs so smoothly. You know, I got four plays. You know, the passing is not as good as the new one, but you you can see that. It's like the developer took the good parts of football and then made a great game around that.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see where, like, Sculptured Software is probably like, oh, man, how are we going to even match, (laughs) you know, what, what they did with this game when, you know, it's a Japanese developer that knew the tricks of the trade with the nes oh yeah sound design with ui elements with cool cutscenes, like and and maybe Sculptured software were hired guns where it's like you know what we just need to crank this out
1: <laughs> no i don't think so i really yeah, don't right? think it is you think i i think they were try. they they put a they tried love into it i really do yeah i just i just think like the the technology itself is doesn't lend itself to basketball as well. I think they made some design mistakes to make the players mm-hmm. too big. Mm-hmm. And I think that they um, had the, it was a mistake to try to do the,
2: the, uh, fouls. Yeah. To make fouls such a big, big deal. Maybe, but see, when you talk about like that, the hardware was underpowered or whatever. Like, so I had played Tecmo NBA, never, never played it on the 16 bit consoles. Um, yeah, um, until we started doing research and we were like, maybe they totally fixed all the problems that were <laughs> in the game. And like, maybe this yeah. is the game that we we want. And then we play it like, now this is the exact same it's game. It's the same game. The exact
3: same without the flicker. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, that didn't help, but. <laughs> That, again, that might be timing.
2: I just think it might be a timing game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, yeah, with software, like, I mean, it's all about just how how much time do you have to put into it. Like, I don't. Maybe they were given a, a six month timeline, you know? In which yeah, it and game doesn't, doesn't game feel slapdash. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the development cycle doesn't feel like it's
3: like oh, we just cranked this out because the game came with a gigantic manual, like, yeah. like a. Super Bowl did. It has all the players represented with the different stats, and you know, you can tell that perspective went into the game. The numbers were crunched, you know, and the (laughs) values were put in the game. It's just the limitations of the NES were really hard to overcome. And then you you imagine getting that onto the 16-bit systems, you had different challenges for the Genesis and the Super Nintendo, it was like, well, how do we keep these similar enough? Um, and so they probably just have less time, I would think, to to improve what they
2: add. Mm-hmm. might have been that. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, as a developer, I hate to rag on any other game. I mean, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like I know as well as anyone how hard it is to make a game. And kudos to anyone who's ever shipped a, a title. It's It's so yeah. much work.
0: Yeah, I, I have. I'm, I'm with you because we we have a hard time. We we classify games on this podcast as a gym, just good or garbage, and we all have a hard time calling anything garbage because <laughs> you just feel bad. It's, it was just kind of like... a
3: game on here where it was just like I can't call this garbage. It just <laughs> it was Dark guy. Castle. Uh, yeah, I think Bugsy. I don't think I called it. garbage. No, we, we've had think. very few games we've called garbage where it was like if the developers actively trying to punish yeah. us. <laughs> Then I guess that warrants a garbage category, where it's like they willfully didn't get anyone to play test their game. Yeah,
0: and then it's garbage. You know, I, I work hard for a living, and if someone looked back ten years of my life and said what you did there was garbage, I'd probably be a little mad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I understand. <laughs>
3: probably want to punch you through the yeah right? the internet. <laughs> uh.
0: So if, if you go to our website and look at our games, we've ranked as garbage. They're they're pretty bad, so I, I felt okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> did you, so. you
1: guys never go full Bubsy 3D? Is that was that on yours? Oh,
0: played it. I had the demo as a kid, <laughs> yeah. and I've played it. <laughs> Who did <does> that <laughs> podcast, Aaron? Was that a uh, Retro Blist? Did they do that? Yeah, part? Retro Blist. Okay. We
3: have some friends that covered it on their show, and oh, okay. I'll <laughs> leave it to the experts. Because yeah, I'm not playing that game. <laughs> no, um, I mean, um, you think about ET ending up in a landfill. Yeah. Bubsy 3D was a game that truly should have been there. <laughs> uh, the next slot over.
0: <laughs> oh <So>, uh... <laughs> So, uh, other than the Utah Jazz, did you guys like any other teams in this game?
1: Wait in in the Tecmo? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shoot, I think I think I explored every player on the on the Jazz for sure. Uh, but we play against, you know, a team that didn't get the the, the love was the the Charlotte Hornets.
0: <laughs> like
1: they weren't they weren't even going to the playoffs, but they were really a a cool team you know like Muggsy Bogues is the shortest player ever yeah and then um they had the alonzo morning uh, larry johnson duo you got you
0: got del curry sitting on the bench three point and del curry yeah so they were a <laughs> very cool team i remember yeah. using them. yeah and i honestly, i do like this the spurs the spurs were yeah, very oh, cool. You're just saying that. <laughs> no, no, David Robinson is an extremely guy. classy guy. Yeah,
2: I absolutely. It's not what
0: lines are wrong, but... <laughs> hey, Hakeem, <you> <laughs> I, I used to study him. I was a post player, too. I studied him a lot. <laughs> he had a heck of, <laughs> heck of a move. <laughs> That's cool.
1: Yeah, you? Who, I want to know, who who did you use when you had the chicken pox with the NBA Live? Like, was it the Spurs?
0: Well, I... I did the Spurs, my brother and I, so NBA Live 95 was one of the first games where you could just make a, a all-star team, right? You could trade people. Oh, okay. So yeah. I would use the Spurs, but then I would trade, I, I remember, this is sad that I remember this this distinctively, I would use uh, Anthony Hardaway as my point guard, Latrell Spiro as my shooting guard, I had Scottie Pippen as a small forward, and then I used um, Chris Weber as my power forward, and David Robinson as my center. <laughs> So there, there was my uh, Spurs team right there. <laughs> nice. That's... And then you, you couldn't trade your bench, so I still had all my bench players. Uh, in the <laughs> Spurs. <laughs> yeah, Vinny, Vinny, Del
1: Negro,
0: something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, like nowadays, I'm, I'm exclusively the Spurs. And when I play NBA 2K, I I let the uh, auto subs come in. I usually play about ten minute quarters, and yeah, I usually score over hundred points. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> I like those games. I don't get as in depth with it. like I don't play, I don't call plays. I let everything happen automatically. And I, I kind of get in my own groove with things. Like I'll, I'll drive and get double teamed. And I'll, sh- you know, pitch it back out to uh, like uh, Davis Bertanz and let him shoot some threes. And so <laughs> there's, you know, yeah. it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's easy to pick up and play that game, especially on the Switch, because I can just put it to sleep and then pick it up the next day. And, you know, I'm already in quarter three of the game I was playing. So, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. But I've always, it seems like basketball is the only sport that I have kept up with, with video games. Um, Like, I'm a huge baseball fan, but the baseball games just, I don't know, I'm, I'm, it's too much. The the show is a great game. My kids play it, but I can't, I just can't keep up with the seasons. And I don't know, basketball always seemed to be a little easier game to pick up and play, uh, even modern games.
1: Are you talking like, in terms of who's the, like, good teams and and players um, keeping up with with that kind of stuff? No, I, baseball, I
0: just, no, just, just playing the video game itself. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know I watch baseball all the time, but um, I, I don't know. I, I, it may just be the the Nintendo Switch that kind of uh, is easy to pick up and play the game. But uh, no, nah, as as far as playing modern sports games, I only play basketball. Yeah. 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 Are you at NBA
2: Live or a 2K? 2K. Oh, 2k yeah
1: 2K.
0: 2k yeah i don't think yeah, there's my... been, there hasn't been a good nba live game since like 2003 <laughs> or something
3: <laughs> i i mean yeah after i played live on on dreamcast um uh, or the first nba 2k rather on dreamcast like i i never went back to live <laughs> yeah,
0: again it was tough which there, the last live game i played i think it was 06 maybe there was a uh, a loading screen or like a uh, like a screen before you got into the game where you just pick up a ball and start kind of practice shooting which reminded me yeah. of, of your all's uh, <laughs> of the, the practice mode right before you get ready to play a game on, on yeah. Basketball yeah. Classics yeah I was going to ask that question I don't know if you all played that I think it was 06 NBA Live 06 is that, is that kind of inspiration for that or is that something uh, you all just kind of came up with when you're developing the game
2: yeah no I think that was uh, just something we came up with on our own I, I don't remember that mode
1: that's yeah, quite. it was more like, we, we were trying to do something where it's like, um... A tutorial. Would, so. A tutorial, yeah. Yeah. But, but also the warm-up, because you didn't want to start, you know, if somebody's playing the game for the first time, you hate getting in and be like, okay, here we go, and then they're like, oh, wait, what, what, which button's do I push to, <laughs> uh. you know, so just get that little warm-up that doesn't force you to do it, like you can get out of the warm-up as fast as you want.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah,
0: that's just kind of what we want to do there. That's cool. Yeah, I think my youngest, who's 6, he's he he plays games, but he's not as, you know, as good as him as his older brother, but he he, he also turned to play that practice mode for 10 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he he every time I like today I started the game up just to get refreshed again, and the minute he heard that music, he walked over here and goes, "Can I play?" <laughs> 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 so he he oh, yeah, that, loves it.
1: Without getting like real sentimental, that means a ton to think that like you can play it with your son. Yeah. That that would be sweet to hear to hear those stories Because that... if you're bridging that gap to to say this is a great conversation piece for for dads to be like, Yes, <laughs> oh no, the, the the Spurs, you know, the nineteen nineties Spurs were awesome and underrated, <laughs> you know, versus this other thing. But not only that, you're also talking about the old video games and how this is, this is how old sports games used to be, but still be fun enough for them to want to play it. I mean, that's a dream come true. That would be, that would be really fantastic.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure Aaron can, can attest. It's, it's, it's a blast going back to the, to like my favorite games with my kids. And, you know, some of them, they, they really like some of them. They're, yeah, they just kind of lose their attention, but I know, but both both my boys, you know, not just saying this because it's a Genesis podcast, but they love Sonic the early Sonic games, and you know, some of my earliest memories, of my oldest son, when he was you know three or four, when he could really get some hand-eye coordination, was playing uh, Sonic 2 on the Xbox 360, one of the re-releases, and uh, you know, watching him actually get through a stage for the first time and seeing the excitement on his face. I mean, it was just cool cool memories like that that um, I'm sure Aaron can probably attest to that kind of stuff too. Nope, my
3: kids. I never let them play any video games. Ever. <laughs> that kind of. Dad. <laughs> no. That's
0: freaking.
3: You know, I grew up with video games, and I can. They can watch me play video games, but it, you. You can't play video games. Just me. Not mine. Uh, no, I. I, I love. Uh, I, no, I play play games with my kids, and retro games especially. And like I said, my son is playing Sonic Mania, and he's he's gotten further in the game than I have. So he's he's eight. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it, uh, our our kids are so into Fortnite. It's not even funny, and and I try my best just to pull them away from that at times, because I'm just it's it's a and I'm I'm so happy that game's successful and it's great, but I can't stand it. I, I've tried to play it, and it's just <laughs> it's not my thing, and I'm just like, kids, come over here and play this or do this, do that. and I don't know. It's it, it's a definitely a different generation, but my kids definitely. Uh, have the appreciation know, my
3: daughter's uh my, my daughter's really into tetris so i was oh, happy to be cool. able to buy her that's for good. christmas i got her uh the tetris game on ps4 Ooh, I and i'm like to check that out yeah it's really good because it's yeah. it's it's the same designer who worked on luminous and res yeah, yeah, has that yeah, same yeah. visual flair where the visuals and the music uh go together perfectly and the, the gameplay and it all matches up and it's just a really good game of tetris and has some really unique twists on the formula and you know she plays tetris with me sometimes so it was cool that there's a game out there that sort of still has the retro appeal but a modern player could still play it so it was like the best of both worlds That's so it was cool. cool getting to to get that for her
2: yeah I've kind of approached video games with my kids the same way I've approached Star Wars with my kids Um, in that like they don't know I I gotta say this quietly they don't know that the prequels exist (laughs) that's smart Uh, they they don't know that there are newer uh, Star Wars movies they're like why why does it start with episode 4 I'm like. I don't know. That's that's really weird, isn't it? That's
3: weird. I guess, you know, they just had not gotten to 1 through 3 yet.
2: That's great. Uh, so, as, as far as they know, there's, like, the games that are on the NES Classic and the Super NES Classic. <laughs> <laughs> the Genesis and, Classic.
3: Oh, My yeah. kids are so spoiled, though. Like, we could have the NES and Super NES Classic, but part of it is... I have a Wii and I have a whole bunch of emulated games on it, so demo mode. Demo mode. Demo mode. They just (laughs) play whatever they want. Oh wow! (laughs) Or on my Sega Genesis. You know I've got the EverDrive, so yeah. Like (laughs) my son, he he can't get enough of ROM hacks. I'm like, kid, play the actual game first. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's that need to play the hacked version of whatever that you know, adds in whatever crazy feature. And it's like, it, it, and it's the same problem I have with like trying to play an Elder Scrolls game or Fallout, where it's like, there's kind of that desire to mod the game and fix whatever broken mechanics <laughs> Bethesda put in there. No, they don't like, do shouldn't I It's like, shouldn't I play the base game first and experience it as the designers intended it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: My son's just like, no. I want to make Sonic and Mario and
1: <laughs> you can't this I'm telling you this this these this new generation you can't explain it's they're the tide pod generation <laughs>
3: <So>. <laughs> Yeah everything is instant it's even more instant gratification oh than what we're going up
0: Yeah Yeah I even spoil my kids they both got uh, Nintendo Switches for Christmas and before they got I'm... before they got them, I preloaded everything, switched all their accounts over there, they and had it charged in a protective case. So when they opened it up, I literally, literally turned it on. And we're playing Fortnite in five minutes. <laughs> like, that's how badly I I made it even worse. <laughs> for the... My
3: son's been hinting at it, Nick. He's like, "Hey, Dad, um, so if you bought a Switch in a game, oh. it would cost." this much exactly <laughs> do you have that much to buy <laughs> it no
0: oh. yeah it was the sweetest uh, thing because I, I did film my kids opening up their uh, christmas and uh, my oldest uh, he's got a little tender heart and he got so excited and you know jumping up and down and stuff and he sat down and he puts his hands on his face and the kid starts crying and <laughs> telling us how much he appreciates it and i'm just like oh wow <laughs> I <laughs> wasn't expect that, but that was really cool. <laughs> That's great. I, w- I didn't put that on Facebook because I think he's in his underwear, you know, Christmas morning underwear. <laughs> <videos>. <laughs> I
3: thought you didn't put it on Facebook because
0: you were in your underwear. But... Well, yeah. I was one filming it, so, you know. Okay. <laughs> no selfies. <laughs> oh, my. All right. Send him a talk. Uh, Aaron. Yes. Did you have any achievements on this? Uh, the achievement was that I played the game.
3: <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> so, I
3: did not have uh, any achievements for this game, to be honest. And I, I had two. I, <laughs> you did. You did. Oh, please bring them up.
0: <laughs> so uh, this is the next segment of our show called of Achievements. The Genesis retro Retrofitted Achievements. The first one I did this is kind of funny uh, it's called is he playing baseball and that's picking the bulls and using uh, the guy named guard bulls so. <laughs> and then uh, my, my next one was called the uh, San Diego Chargers and that's uh, foul out using uh, nothing but charges so. <laughs> nice that's all I had <laughs> very good yeah <sighs> So, uh, if no one else has achievements, let's go to the next. No, my, oh you got my some? Was like, it was just,
1: was like some basketball with that whistle. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a yeah, yes, fouling out with, um, with charging, with any foul. Yeah, yeah. Whatever they say. Or, or you know, what? One other achievement. I don't, I don't need to come up with a name for it, but it was the, it's the errant pass errant pass. When you when you throw the pass, it's just like, what does it even say? It's like, oh, out of bounds. You just like throw the ball out of bounds
2: for no, no reason. For no yeah yeah.
1: Explain that to the computer. How did I throw this out of bounds?
0: I'm telling you what though. I'm I'm very happy your all's game allows for cross court passing again because playing NBA 2K, but then also playing retro. Basketball games my entire life. Like, you cannot cross court pass on that because <laughs> you just constantly get it stolen. Uh, I'm happy that you're all passing mechanics. <laughs> make I was it, just make playing it easy a, on me.
3: <laughs> I was playing a retro basketball game where it's like they don't render the whole basketball court at once, they render like half of it right. so that when you cross court pass the ball, you don't know where it's going. Cause yeah. the ball travels across the screen Ooh, and, then, it, uh, and then it's like flick screen.
0: Is it NBA action? It's... <laughs> was
3: flick was yeah, it? it's flick screen. So it, it, you hope your players on the other side.
0: Was that NBA action? 94 by chance? Um, was it like an isometric God. view? Yeah, it was an okay. isometric view. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Cause it, you're always facing the basket. So whenever you pass half court, it's yeah, I think that's the one. I'm just like, why yeah. did they do this? That, that was awful. Why are you the way that
3: you are? Why are you the way that <laughs> <are> you are? <laughs> All
2: right.
0: Well, let's ask the big question on here: Is this game yes. a gem?
2: Is this game Genesis gem? Is it good or is it garbage?
0: So, uh, going through our little notes here, critical reception. There wasn't really a critical reception for this on the uh, Moby Games tab that I usually go to. Um, I did find an EGM review. Uh, I didn't actually see a headline or anything. They rated it a 34 out of 50, which was kind of in the mid there. Um, and then going to our listeners. So any listeners who want to kind of join the show, uh, be part of the discussion, join us on our group page at facebook.com slash Genesis Jim's podcasts, uh, or whatever it is, slash groups. And, um, You can join along with us. We asked the question, do you think this is a gym, good or garbage? And we have some uh, feedback here. First one comes from Jim Jones. Uh, He says, couldn't say NBA Jam and NBA Live are all that I remember seeing uh, this side of the pond. Uh, So I believe Jim lives in the UK, right, Aaron? Yes. Okay, so he's saying he didn't see anything but NBA Jam and NBA Live. Uh, Andy Layton, who's a local friend of mine, says, in my child mind, Jim... But in my adult mind, who hard to play? <laughs> um, Michael Kelso says, "Hmm, I wonder who those guests could be." Uh, and because <laughs> I mentioned we hey, have guests, hey, that's not a <laughs> that's not a proper yeah. response at all. So and then I responded, uh, "Definitely not the two dudes." Ooh. <laughs> uh, Timmy Mag says, "Don't have any memories of this one. We'll try and check it out when I when I think of 16-bit basketball, it's either NBA Jam or NBA Live." Uh, Andrew Coed says, I was more of an NBA live and NBA jam kid. I think I played it at a friend's house once or twice. Not many memories of it. I'm going with good because I don't remember loving or hating it. Uh, Aaron Vandermeer said, I just played this game today. Pretty fun, old school NBA game. Better than I thought it would be. I like that it was licensed with the real teams and names. Graphics were decent. Gameplay was pretty fair against the computer. Halftime cheerleader show was a nice touch. Overall, I would suggest giving this game a try and the last one comes from sean robinson and sean says gasp you mean you mean featuring special guest magic johnson i guess he's referring to the uh, special guest we have so uh it was kind of in between with the listeners uh like it it, kind of shocked me that a lot of people hadn't heard of this game uh but then again i was a huge sports fan growing up so anytime i saw a sports game i immediately picked it up so i think i had a different view on things and maybe you all did too but uh um for this game in particular i was kind of on the fence like i said usually when i'm on the fence between good and garbage i usually lean towards good because i hate calling games garbage um i did play about 15 games into a season uh while we announced we we're going to cover this so i did have some fun with it um it's definitely not the best basketball game in the world by any means uh, i think you have de- you definitely have better picks in the genesis library like nba live <laughs> Uh, NBA Jam, of course, and uh, I actually even had more fun with that one-on-one street ball game called Jam It, which a lot of people don't like. That's an nostalgia thing. Oh, yeah. I love
1: fun with Jam it. I love that game. <laughs> so,
0: I can even play it today with the weird double-click uh, mechanic you have to do to shoot. Yeah? <laughs> so, but um, I would call this game Just Good uh, for a lot of those reasons. I enjoyed the, uh, the full roster and the uh, stats and everything. But uh, definitely not a gym. Definitely nowhere close to you know NBA Live 95. So, uh, so what do you guys think? If you had to rate this game, gym, good or garbage? You yeah. yeah,
2: I would also have to go with good. Okay, can't call it garbage, but it doesn't stand up there with the best. That's exactly. So. Right.
3: It does simulate an actual game of basketball. <laughs> it does that. Good job.
1: Oh, I, I I think it's a uh, miss. Uh, yeah, A for effort type of a thing. I, mean, they <laughs> yeah. did, I think they really did try to make a good game, and there's a good game in there somewhere. It's just, So it's good. It's good. It's good. Okay. Not a gem. It's good.
3: And, and there weren't a lot of basketball games around that time that would let you sub out players mid game. Yeah,
1: no, that's true.
3: There were some neat features that made it in that weren't in other basketball games around that time, so... For sure. Definite cool features, and just the amount of players they put in, the amount of teams yeah. that you could play as was was notable. And it, it was a stepping stone to greater things, is what I would say. It's definitely oh, yeah. not... We, we've played... We, we've mentioned... Much worse basketball games in this episode. So, with that being said, uh, I think this is the third basketball game we've talked about on this show.
0: Isn't that fun? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. The the other two are gems. Well, there's still a lot more we can do. (laughs) Yeah.
3: A lot uh... more damage we could do. Sure. So, we'll just say
0: good on this one. Okay. So, we'll lay the gavel down. We'll call this game just good. And where did you want to rank Yeah, ranking. So go to our website, listeners, GenesisGemsPodcast.com. Click on the ranking tab so you can see the rank of where we listed the games we've covered. And uh, Aaron, I have an idea of where I'd like to put it. Um, If you look at the very last game that's rated good, we've only rated uh, seven (laughs) Ah. games garbage. The last game we rated good was Crystal's Ponytail. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, It's definitely higher than that. Yep. Um I was thinking California games. Yeah, I think so. Um I like it a little bit better than Buster Douglas boxing. I think I enjoy playing Bubsy a little bit more than this game. Yeah. Shoot.
3: Buster Douglas boxing fifty eight. Okay, yeah, so
0: it can go right between Bubsy and and Buster Douglas, which is not
1: age that well.
0: So that's a new number (sighs) sixty. Yeah. So Tecmo. I'm typing it sounds like as, as Super NBA basketball is now the new number hurts six. It hurts me to say that. Tecmo
3: should be like the pinnacle of sports right, games.
0: Right, right.
3: Wait.
1: You're, you're putting it above Chester Cheetah?
0: Oh, I hate that game.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's above Chester Cheetah.
0: Yep, Chester yeah. Cheetah should
1: like
3: be garbage. Just because I wasn't on that episode, so I, I apparently have... My opinion doesn't matter, so... Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're going to re-rank re- these one day. <laughs> yeah. Have you oh, heard of my my despise? How much I despise that game?
1: <laughs> yes, I do.
0: Okay. You he refuses to eat Cheetos to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I can still play that line to that song though.
3: <laughs> Your fake cheese will not stain these teeth.
0: <laughs> oh my! I really appreciate that you actually you guys went back and listened to some of our shows. That's really cool
1: oh my gosh I really did I took a deep dive into the Genesis I I mean
3: you have to make sure that we're legit and not I don't know about legit but
1: hey I will say I don't know if you put it up or a listener but the Star Trek next generation clip that had um, with Picard and he was playing the that flute thing yes What, what was did you guys do that or was it a listener or something (laughs) <laughs> so like, this Ice Christmas thing. Laughing more than any any like. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about
3: the, 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 the Yeah, there's like a. Make it so, make it so, make it so, right?
1: No, it was... wait, is that what
3: was it was? like a? So there's a was it a gif? from Star Trek Next Generation.
1: it wasn't a was. It's a video where it's Picard and he's sitting down with... And he's got this, like, old flute. He's like, oh, it's an old folk melody. And he played this... Yeah, and
3: that's actually in the show. That's, like, from one of the best episodes of the show. But that gets recontextualized so much just because it's hilarious. (laughs) And so, like, there's a video that someone put together, too, where it's, like, they rearranged let it snow and they they changed it to make it so, um, so. <laughs> and then, like you see Picard playing the flute and then um, they like spliced up everybody saying different lines to make the song and then there's like one part of it where he, he's talking to Wesley Crusher um, and he's like shut up Wesley <laughs> shut up Wesley <laughs> It's, it's the greatest, uh, greatest thing. Stupid Will Wheaton. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no, that's great. So cool. All right. Well, guys, um, is there anything else you'd like to cover? I definitely want to give you all a chance to shout out everything you're doing. Um, and like I said, really, really appreciate you all bringing some some life back to these retro basketball games. And um, I'm not just buttering you up. I promise. I, I I was so excited when I heard about that uh, about Basketball clac- uh, Classics on uh, the Two Dudes in a Nest, that I got to go play it myself, and I was just extremely hooked from that point forward. We we don't reach out to a lot of developers, not not for any reason. I think it's just laziness on our side. But after I played that game, I was like ah, we got to talk to these guys. So uh, anything you all would like to promote? Uh,
2: jeez, uh, I don't know. Are you
3: making any games right now? You know, any that are on Steam.
2: When's
0: baseball classics coming out I'm waiting
2: (laughs) RBI classics Um, no just uh, you know stay tuned for season mode coming soon Uh, follow us on twitter and instagram namo underscore gamo you know stay active in the the forums we listen to all feedback we appreciate uh, all the feedback we've gotten so far and we take it all to heart and discuss it uh, so yeah we, we, we love the fans so far and stay
1: in touch yeah we've got some shirts some like shirts and designs that we put up on uh, tpublic.com as well and those have been fun to yeah make. We sold some of those it was pretty fun but uh, thank you very much for having us on this was extremely nice for you to
0: oh yeah to do that. and again sorry for all the reschedules were I I say sorry, but Aaron and I are. Well, that's just kind of the way we schedule now. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. It's. Uh, I
1: know it's hard to to schedule the time.
0: Yeah. So I was telling my wife a few weeks ago when we when we were going to record and we didn't. I'm like, oh, I probably lost them now. They probably got mad. Don't record this. I mean, Nick and I. We have a contest to see
3: who can out reschedule yeah. the other person. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we considered going just going back on two dudes.
0: Oh that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That would have been epic though if you all did that. It's like, well we weren't gonna be on the gyms, but since they they be- uh, <laughs> have kids and lives and stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how Justin has time. He's got like three kids and he's a doctor. It's like that poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, again, thank you all so much for coming on. Really appreciate. It. We'll put um, links on our show notes, or we can, you know, your Twitter feed and websites, and uh, you know, any kind of link we can put in there for Steam. So, yeah, any, anyone who wants to try this game out, go to Steam. It's definitely worth. Uh, what's the price point right now? Like ten dollars? I think that's worth. Ten bucks, yeah. yeah, absolutely worth ten dollars. Like I said, it's my Steam clock is clocked us in at thirty-seven hours. <laughs> We've definitely got our time in this game. Uh, definitely appreciate that. So, uh, Aaron, anything you want to plug, man? You don't want anything... Uh... Uh, I actually... I'm, I'm
3: performing a show uh, on Saturday, but I don't know if it'll be streamed. But if someone's in San Antonio, Texas, for some reason, I'm doing a show Sorry. with some other electronic musicians, which is great. Uh, otherwise... Still, is, that, is, that
0: the, is that the band you're in, or is this a solo thing?
3: Uh, No, actually, I that band... Uh, guys, I, yeah. I had to quit. Yeah. But I, um, I might be joining another band where we try to do just TV themes <laughs> and possibly some video game music. And I like that idea a lot more because it just means, like, we can just throw out random covers of stuff. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That sounds a little more fun to me at this point.
0: That's awesome.
1: Have you got a yeah. Golden Girls cover yet? <laughs>
3: that, I was just practicing it on the piano yesterday. I oh, kid shoot. you not. Okay.
1: Sorry, I didn't mean to spoil it
3: no no spoilers i mean it's it's totally okay we're like brainstorming things right now yeah. so <laughs> that is in i I, sw- I said guys we're gonna have to get the
0: pearls and the wigs <laughs> and we're going full golden girls for, yeah. for so, a show so, so our uh, our co-creator of the show wrote a song for our patrons it's it's Using the uh, Golden Girls theme called uh, Thank You for Being a Gym. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a whole song out there already for that. Uh, Rob yeah. Luther is his name. <laughs> he's the one who sings the uh, Ask Aaron segment. <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah.
1: Is, is this uh, the other Nick?
0: This is Rob Luther. Uh, oh, Rob...
1: He started
3: our podcast yeah. network uh, with Red another friend movies. of ours, Landon. Yeah. And, and he's kind of
0: an on again, off again co host of the show. Nice. We just we, we, he doesn't even have to be invited. I just send him the schedule if you want to jump on, man. Come on.
1: <laughs> hey, and one other thing, who who's the Nick that, that you have in a Kate? You have in a dungeon. That, <laughs> Nick Demarco. <laughs> first, yeah. DeMarco.
0: <sighs> so there's a there's fun banter with him too. He he classically hates the Sega Genesis. Like I mean, he doesn't hate it. Yeah. No. He, he hates everything mostly about it. But he's a he's a pretty big part of our network too. He, he writes all the articles on our webpage. page, and um, yeah, he's he's gotten to know a lot of people on the web and the. Uh, Network, but we tease him. We say, uh, you know, if he gets out of line, you know, he's never going to get out of the dungeon. <laughs> so,
1: Listen, I keep him in there because what he said <laughs> about the eternal champions, I, I cannot <laughs> forgive him.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so Nick, you heard that? You're staying in the dungeon, buddy. We'll, he's we'll... a little
3: harsher on on some
0: games we might be more nostalgic for, is what I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely going to have to go go see him one day. He he owns his own retro video game store. Uh, and probably my favorite town in America, which is Scranton, Pennsylvania, you know, where The Office is based. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, so uh, he, he gets upset it's... that I tease him about because The Office is like my favorite show in the world. So I told him, I said, <laughs> when I go visit Scranton one day, you know, after I do all the fun Office stuff, I may have to come by and see you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, yeah, Tell if he does update the, the Eternal... He called Eternal Champions a cash grab, oh, which oh, I oh, wholeheartedly oh,
0: oh, disagree right. with, so... so. He, he's, got, he's, he's got his opinions, that's for sure.
3: <laughs> I mean, if it was really a cash grab, then Sega would have grabbed more cash and it's would still be making them.
0: <laughs> Touche. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, again, appreciate you guys coming on the show. And as always, uh, make sure you check out Aaron's stuff. He's uh, on SoundCloud as Daya. And not that anyone really has anything to come check of me, but if anyone local is listening, I do have some guitar stuff going on. Go check out my guitar page. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) uh, with that, uh, go Spurs, and you guys have a great day. Catch you later. Go jazz, sure. Thanks. (laughs) See ya.